There I go, there I go, there I go, there I go. Pretty baby, you are the soul, snaps my control. Such a funny thing, but every time you're near me, I never can behave. You give me the smile and then I'm wrapped up in your magic. Wow. There's music all around me, crazy music, music that keeps calling me so very close to you, turns me your sleigh. <laughs> Come and do me anything you want to. Oh, Anything, sh- baby, just let me go next to oh, you. Oh, shit. So am I insane or do I really see heaven in your eyes? Yes. Bright as stars that shine up above you in the clear blue skies. How I worry about you. Just can't live my life without you. Baby, come here. Don't have no fear. Oh, is there a wonder why I'm really feeling in the mood for love? Wow, I've never known the words to that song. I don't remember. So the rest you of just them. well, I mean, there's so many of them. Wow, next stop a set of Disney. Well, my dear, this little dream might fade away. There I go talking out of my head again, nigga. Won't you come and put my two hearts together? Oh, yeah, you need a mixtape. make me strong and brave. Yes. Oh, when we are one, I'm not <sighs> afraid. I'm not afraid. Talent. Come on and let it rain. I'm sure we're together could endure a hurricane. Oh, my baby, won't you please let me love you and get really from the awful misery. I don't remember the rest of it. <laughs> yes, Fury Holiday, give it to us. Hey, guys, welcome back to the show. I'm, uh, I don't know, Brian McKnight. And I am <laughs> Birdie. Come on, Brian McKnight. <laughs> and um, this is three. You better show them how they pussy work. I have no... <laughs> And you know, as I was saying, Brian McKnight, I had a very quick flashback to that song. I was like, was it him? I think it was. It was, it was. Let me. <laughs> I'm not going to smoke When I tell you that the, awful the weed that man was. had just left his had house. Had to. Just had left the house. I mean, and with that good brand new that shit. That okay, chronic. Some fucking dro, all right. Wow. Not ready. A singer. Welcome back to the show, everyone. Um, let's not waste any time. We'll dive right into it. This week, uh, Black Excellence goes to uh, Leslie Irby. I believe she's around 22. I don't want to guess. Um, but Leslie Irby is the first known African-American woman with a disability to get a pilot's license. Well, okay. Now... Um, Love this story, personally. Um, Leslie uh, decided that she wanted to be a pilot. Her idol at 16, Bessie Coleman, which oh, I'm already I love standing. That. Like, because <laughs> you don't know, Bessie Coleman, first black woman, first native woman to receive a pilot license in the country, I believe. I think so, yeah. And uh, so, yeah, she decided, well, me as well. And <laughs> very much in Atlanta was a part of uh, a program called ACE, the Aviation Career Enrichment Program. It was a part of 
a large organization called the Organization of Black Aerospace Professionals. So that's where she sort of got her in and started to fly for the first time at 16 years old. Again, let me remind you. Okay. Just chasing her dreams and so on and so forth. Now, unfortunately, in 2013, she was involved in a car accident that injured her spine um, and she's been in a wheelchair. Now, the thing about this story that, again, I read on Because of Them We Can that like really shone super bright to me is that she says the first day she was told that she'd be in a wheelchair. She says to the therapist and everybody, well, do y'all have a pink one that I can borrow? And everybody busted out, everybody busted out laughing. Yes, okay, style. she refers to her wheelchair as blessing and it's just had a really positive outlook on it. And that was one of those things that I, that you like read or see or whatever and you can like feel God behind you being like, "Mm mm-hmm, yeah. Yes, for real. I made her too. Just Mm -hmm. like I made your raggedy (laughs) ungrateful. Grateful black behind. Yeah, catch up. Like, I just felt... I feel like God is not talking to you like that, but um, yes. (laughs) He knows. He knows. I mean, but I'm just saying. But, yes. So, she did not give up on her passion for flying um, and came across a program called Able Flight, which is basically a mission to... um, get people with disabilities into flying. And they have, like... Uh, specific hand controls in these sport planes that are uh, made specifically for pilots with disabilities. Yeah. So she said, I was selected among nine other aviators to be part of Able Flight's 10th anniversary class. We started our flight training at Purdue University on May 18th. And as of today, she officially has... Uh, a sports pilot license. I see. I actually Googled her and found her Instagram and she is posed, okay, in her Delta Sigma Theta shirt. Don't Sorority get it Incorporated. Up. That's absolutely. right. So. In her chair. And mama is absolutely beaming. Uh, and fighting and bopping on vacation as well. Okay. <laughs> I see you swim so pics. Listen. So. She said, uh, one little accident ain't gonna stop no show. I mean, period. I don't <laughs> give a fuck what Period. Okay. There's still fighting to be done. Oh, shout out to you, Leslie. That is really great. So. She's uh, flying out here. You can probably just look up at the sky and um, (laughs) if you're a Delta, you know what sign to to shine into the heavens. Um, And she says that she hopes to be able to inspire people the way that Bessie inspired her. And she's planning to uh, pursue her private pilot license as well. Wow. So I loved this story. Shout out to you, Miss Leslie Irby. We speak your black excellent ass name. That is really beautiful. Um... So, this week in our pop culture segment, The Little Top of Horrors. Um, Mess. I almost got ugly with that one, but I'm just going to keep that to myself. Were you going to name names or something? Uh, you know. <laughs> I might keep that to themselves. You ain't shit. Anyways, um, also pretty black and excellent. Well, first of all, The Lion King. Numbers. That's oh, it. Oh, man. We're finished. Okay. Um, mm. Numbers. Like, they're pushing it like 200 million something, domestic right now. Absurd. Something dumb. I something, mean, something just ridiculous. I mean, this is the like number one movie so, in the world. Right. I mean, but you know, every live action remake don't do numbers like that. So. True. But it's liking. It's so, true. I mean, <laughs> right. Here we are. Oh, um, I saw bald. the film. I, uh, yeah. Thursday night, cried as well. Um, <laughs> fully cried. shed tears. Yeah. Do not feel. Sh- I actually didn't cry as um, many times as I thought it would. Mm-hmm. No, me either. Uh, the Mufasa scene got me. Circle of Life got me. And then I sort of got teary at um, 
remember who you are. Yeah, that the was in the sky part. Yeah, definitely. Got that to tugged me. at the heartstrings. I cried at Circle of Life, yeah. the opening and the closing scenes of the movie. Yeah, I it just the tears just automatically poured out of my body. But I couldn't even watch the Mufasa part. When the stampede started and he had gotten down there and got Simba off that tree or whatever, I was like, well, this is the point where I pull out my phone and start looking at Instagram <laughs> because I am not fucking watching something that broke my heart when I was like 10 it's years pretty, old. Still pretty bad. Right. And now it's in live action, too. So it's like that adorable little baby lion Here's crying over his daddy. No, thanks. Two, two of my only they're not even complaints one of them is like a legit piece of criticism and the other one is just kind of like a well it is what it is Mm -hmm. now the is what it is is sort of that it is quote-unquote live action photorealistic cgi whatever the fuck it is right so with that being said like the mufasa death scene actually wasn't as devastating (laughs) as the animated one because being that these are supposed to be like real animals and stuff like that, they don't have as much expression in their faces or whatever as you can with the animation. So you don't see like the anguish in Simba's face when he realizes that his daddy is dead. But you do get, and they (sighs) they were fucked up for this. You had like a little moment where this little baby, this little tiny lion cub, like pushes his paw against his dad. Oh, no. Like, that oh, part no. was pretty fucked oh, up. Yeah. And shout out to Young JD, the voice of Young Simba, who oh, because his it. voice acting in that scene completely so made up for the fact that you're really just looking at a lion's face not moving much. Mm-hmm. Right. So that was like... <laughs> I know a lot of I saw some people talking about how they wish that it would have been more cartoon like and it looked too real and all that stuff and y'all niggas confused me because like Didn't we honestly cartoon? <laughs> you can watch it today you can watch it today it looks better than it did when it came uh, out because they've remastered and 4K'd and <laughs> restroked and all of this other shit in here it's just as good as it was right. when it came out in the fucking 90s you can still watch that one furthermore you bitches knew what the fuck time it was ages ago you saw clips you saw trailers you saw posters you knew what the fuck time it was i sat in that movie like first of all i can't remember the last time i watched the animated one so it's really it was actually beautiful how nostalgia works because there were so many things i remembered almost frame for frame line for line and like my favorite moments in the movie just came back to me but at the same time, I knew what we were walking into. So there were certain things I knew weren't going to be the same or just won't, wouldn't be there at all. Yeah. For instance, just can't wait to be king. I knew not to expect a fucking tower yes. of fucking animals. <laughs> That's not going just to happen. with Nala and Simba at yeah. the top. They weren't finna do that. Right, because that don't, real animals do not do that. They, they wouldn't. And that's the thing, like, everything that happened in the movie felt like something real animals would do. It looked realistic. And that is what I wanted to see out of the live action version of this. Taylor showed me something on the shade room where people had like edited some of the photos to make them look more oh, yeah, cartoonish or more animated. And it's like, this doesn't look bad, but also this isn't what a live action point. movie is. Right. right. You like, clearly just want to watch the one you but grew up already, with. It's, it's you, can it's just look at it. Like, it's been out for like 25 years. I don't You can really know go what look you at it whenever thought. you want. <laughs> Another example, one of my favorite 
favorite moments in the entire film and probably one of my favorite moments in a Disney movie period from The Lion King is when Timon says, what do you want me to do? Dress up in drag and do the hula? And they jump cut to him in drag yes, doing dude. that song with Pumbaa with that right. apple in his mouth. I knew that they were not going to do that because that would not... Do you see <laughs> right. how... You see how like an animal wouldn't actually do that because that's not what happened <laughs> what they did instead was have that little Beauty and the Beast reference where he was about to sing Be Our Guest and then they oh, chased yeah. them I thought that was cute instead and to that point I thought that Billy Eichner Seth Rogen John Oliver like the, the comedians in the film yeah. I love that they were given the space to sort of like ad lib a bit and improvise right. and like throw in their own jokes rather than taking every single joke right. from the original which was it felt, it felt good like I I enjoyed it I, I noticed the differences in the um, script, like small though yeah. they were. Um, I'm trying to think. Oh my God. The part that nigga, I almost had to get up and walk out the theater after Mufasa died and Simba leaves, Scar tells him to leave or whatever. And he's walking in the desert by himself. Yeah, that fucks with And then he just lays the fuck down to die and the buzzards all swarm around him. I was just like, this baby. It Some was, of it is rougher. It was. Right. I was like, this is a young cat. Right. Yeah, it's like, damn, this blows. Oh, and how everybody, like all of his new vegetarian friends are all, or not vegetarian, but you know, not carnivores, are yeah. all like, uh, so like a fucking lion? Though? Yes. Like, bitch. I get that's your friend, but nigga, that's still a whole ass lion. I loved like the little stuff that they added in that was new. The scene with Nala leaving Pride Rock. I thought that was interesting and stuff. My one actual little criticism that I mentioned. First of all, Scar didn't give me enough Butch Queen. You know, I didn't feel the cuntiness that I'm used to within Scar. I thought the voice actor was good for what it was. But then they also just trampled over Be Prepared. Like, did you, like, by the time I realized that they were doing Be Prepared, Be Prepared was over. Like, I, it was like, it was like half-spoken word, and then they were just chanting Be Prepared. Okay. That, yeah, I didn't, Be Prepared is a moment. You're right, that's, okay, see, the, you were, you were looking forward to that, though. Like, it's a you great have a, song. You have a Scar thing. It's a classic villain moment. You wanted Scar to be doing, like, the absolute yes. most. wanted her to be because usually you love to hate him and this one I just hated yeah well I mean I guess I didn't even really notice that but he was like genuinely the fucking worst and I mean obviously I already knew how the movie was gonna go but I was surprised at how entertained I was by it and like you it's been a long time since I've seen Mm -hmm. the animated version so I kept thinking oh this is the part where and then I'll be like oh no I'm very wrong this is the part where you know something totally different happens oh one more criticism I didn't some of the <laughs> okay some of the things that were in the movie I didn't even remember until we were like seconds away from it right and so the scene where first of all the money on the ticket is worth it just to hear Seth Rogen's laugh come out of a warthog like the moment that I heard Seth Rogen's classic laughter coming out of this fat pig right. I was like gold um but the like you know the the, in the original i meant to go back and watch it this weekend but there's that moment at the end where pumbaa says they call me mr pig Mm -hmm. and he like beats all the hyenas ass i remember that was a callback to a line from the beginning so it was like a payoff in that moment to Mm -hmm. see like pumbaa standing up for himself and then like fucking these hyenas up yeah and they changed it to something else in the movie where i feel like anti-bullying thing yeah Yeah. but there was no real reference to him not liking bullies earlier in it that i caught anyway so it kind of didn't have like 
the oomph. You're talking about the climax of the film. Right. So it didn't really have like the kick to it okay. that I feel like the original part. But again, that's nitpicky stuff. I mean... I thought overall it's, it was beautiful. It's, it's a valid criticism. I actually don't remember whether they whether he talked about that in the beginning or not, the whole bullying thing. I don't know if maybe that was something they were talking about when they first saw Simba and he was like, nigga, we need to get this lion on our side. You know what I'm saying? But right. I thought they fit spirit in perfectly oh, yeah. with the movie. I was just like, wow, could there be a better spot for this? Like, I just thought it was really well done. Um, it's like a great accent to the movie yeah. that you love. And I feel like that yeah. a lot of people are going into these remakes and reboots and stuff looking for like, like the same joy that you got from the original. You likely will not no. get it. So No, you definitely won't because you have so much sentimental value attached to that one that came out when you were a kid. And this is different. Right. So that's why your kids are looking at you crazy in the movie theater when you're crying at the most random, non-sad parts of the movie because (laughs) you are feeling something way deeper than what's happening on screen necessarily. Some of the, you know, the mouth movements and shit threw me off. I was like, okay, this is a little, eh, like, you know, lions don't talk, basically. (laughs) So I'm like, y'all's mouths are really moving, right? You, they show, that's what I'm saying. They showed us what, we were signing up for. Yeah, so you kind of have to just be like, okay, this is at least what I'm getting. So I don't understand but where a lot thought, of people's confusion from. Oh, I really just thought it was gorgeous. Like the scenery, yeah. the, oh, how do you not, the very first fucking scene when all them animals are going ape shit over Simba, like how do you not cry? How as soon do you as not? he rolled over in his mama's arms, I was oh, like, okay, so, yeah, Oh, I'm done. fuck me. Yeah. Just fuck me. It's like the moment you first see him. <laughs> I'm like, okay, no. This is where I go. Especially because at first he turns and looks at Rafiki and then he's like, okay, I guess I'll give you my full attention. But at first he's like, I mean, I'm over here with my mama. (laughs) When he cracked that herb in half or whatever, he was like, oh, you got toys. Oh, okay. Cool, let's play. All right. Yeah, see, and this is another part of the reason why, like, all of this fucking hogwash about the Little Mermaid, (laughs) they're coming from white people. I'm like, because even if. Even if they would have cast the white girl to play Ariel in this movie, mm-hmm. you would have still found something to be mad about. Oh, 100%. Sebastian ain't finna look the way... If he's in the movie at all, it's <laughs> not going to look that to way. Be. Because guess what? That would look crazy. I guarantee you <laughs> that the nigga's gonna be a hermit crab or some other kind of fucking crab or, right. or, or animal. Flounder likely won't be a big, fat... <laughs> Blue Probably and yellow not, fish. You know, flounders don't look like that. Y'all I don't know a fish that does. And it's just not realistic. And that's the point just, of the live action versions. They look a lot more. Flounders are not like cute, adorable little fish. They're kind of. They're ugly. actually hideous. Yeah, they're like, <laughs> unless his name was just flounder, he was some other kind of fish. I mean, perhaps. But either but way, he won't look like that. Exactly. If he's in the movie, I believe he's in. The so movie. I feel like with my with the with realistic expectations. <laughs> I truly did enjoy the movie. Thought it was beautifully shot, incredibly well done. The the kid actors, Slayed. they need all of it. Slayed. Just give them every last one of Slayed. their fucking rewards because I, woo, and I really enjoyed John Oliver as Zazu. Yes, really did very much. Yes, and I um, I also love that they gave Nala green eyes. <laughs> Like oh yeah, the they original. did. Yes, I just thought that was a nice touch. <laughs> I don't know why. I just appreciated. Wow, that her I, eyes were I wonder, green. See now, I don't know if lions have naturally green eyes. I don't know. I, I didn't even I feel like it. they don't. I was just like, sure, why not? I feel like they don't. But <laughs> I mean, I've always owned that the Nala in the Disney movie, the yeah. cartoon, had green eyes. So when I saw her pop up, young Nala with them green yeah. eyes, I was like, that's cute. But 
But y'all didn't want her to just have green eyes. Y'all wanted her to have them big ass Disney princess eyes. It's like, bitch, this the is Sailor it. Moon anime <laughs> yes! big ass eyes. That's what y'all them wanted. Eyes that take up eighty percent of your face, and it's like, girl, that's not that's not what we're doing here. Oh man, the scene where um where um he's doing, I just can't wait to be king, and they're yeah. trying to get they're trying to lose get away Zazu. From Zazu, yeah. I was like, okay, this is one where I feel like this is better done in the live action than in the animated because I got a better sense of like they really the had to try, was. right? Yeah. And it was it was less like you know animals dancing around and being ridiculous and more like yo they are really doing their best to dodge this fucking bird i disagree um (laughs) (laughs) i absolutely love the charm of the original with all of the the dancing and the extraness and stuff like that (laughs) the choreography but but yeah (laughs) the blocking i just really um (laughs) i before the song started i just said to myself i can't wait to see how they're going to to like visualize this because yeah. I know that there are things that they just cannot do I'm curious to see how they're going to take one of the yeah. bigger brighter scenes and make it I love the shots of them running underneath the giraffes as they were drinking yeah. water so I felt like that sort of was like a nicer realistic take in what they were trying to do with the other one mm-hmm. but you're right in that it did make it clearer what they were doing in that scene which was trying yeah. to lose homeboy right and it was like it wasn't like, oh, we got away, you know, immediately or whatever. Like, them niggas had to really try and, like, really be deceitful and, like, really sneak and all that. I loved when they first got to the elephant graveyard and met the hyenas. Like, I was more afraid yeah. in the live action movie than I was in the um, animated one because... I realized then, like, yo, hyenas, I've never seen one, you know, in real life. Mm-hmm. So I guess I've always just thought of them as, like, kind of mangy-ass cats. But <laughs> but uh, them niggas looked like some fucking predators. And I, yeah, went, I, don't I play. And for half a second, I was like, yo, they are going to tear Simba <laughs> the fuck up. Like, they could have ate Simba and Nala right there in a matter of seconds. Yeah, it, make, it, it brings out a lot of intensity in yeah. some of this, this stuff because really you're did. looking at what seems to be real creatures or whatnot. Yeah. So it does add that or whatever to it but then I think that there's also a balance in that some scenes are less charming than the original because yes. they're able to do more with the drawing and whatever right. so all in all I thought that it was great but I think that's because like I said I walked into it sort of accepting yeah. what it was about to be great the gift gift <laughs> um, absolutely a present to us all I listened to it before I listened to this new soundtrack I don't even know. Oh, yeah, I did. I I did too. I absolutely did. I went in and made a gift playlist where it's like just the music music. and not the clips from the movie. But seeing the movie before I listened to it, though, was great. Mm, I did not do that. I canceled my Thursday tickets because I was so sick. So I went this morning, um, but that did not stop me. The gift dropped like in the middle of my screen. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, wow. So when I was done. So it really was a gift for you. It was, yeah, it was like here. Damn. Thanks for coming. <laughs> like, nice. So I got to go home and like hear a lot of the scenes over again in yeah. those interludes. And I thought that they added so much to it. Bitch, when spirit comes on in the end, it is an ascension. Oh, it is. It is. Quick favorite songs. <laughs> I mean, absolutely brown skin girl. I feel like that's everybody's favorite. And can we just all just have a good time and get along? We all black. Uh, and you know, just, I mean, but I mean, you know, we're not. It's actually fuck. nobody's going to. No. You know, they like seeing us fight, right? Niggas are not going to okay, do that. Right. But bigger actually had me crying like i was like so beyonce this is how you're gonna start the shit off bitch like you're really gonna 
Hmm, okay. Uh, Beyonce shit talking on Move Forever, I'll Never Get Over. Uh, yes. Don't Jealous Me. And that is my song. Um, Other Side. Those I'm here for favorites. the bops. Don't Jealous Me, Water, uh, My Power. Oh, yes, My Power, Tierra Whack went off. You did not have to snap like that, girl. Damn. At all. Shout Woo! out to Philly. Chile. Um, already. Other side. Honestly, they're all good. I mean, yeah, there isn't a bad song. <laughs> they're on all it. good, but yeah. Beyonce put a lot of um, artists that. Uh, the mainstream definitely does not know or pay attention to on the map with this album and I hope they all see increased success from it. Strong and um, and uh, legitimate criticism for the lack of Eastern African artists on there. But That's real. I because mean, like this takes place in Eastern Africa, right? So... so. You know, but I enjoyed of, the music. Yeah, like I, I, did saw, too. <laughs> I saw a lot of like African people saying like, "Now I feel how I feel," but this is yeah. a bop here. I I enjoy I track a seven. Lot of Nigerians or, and they were like, "I mean, so yeah, we would be mad as well, but <laughs> we not." Bitch, we're all fucking jamming. I thought it was a fair criticism, but I do like the <laughs> it music. It is. It's fair. But at the same time, I really like the music, and I feel like I don't really have a dog in that fight. Yeah, so. like, I can only just be like, I hope everybody yeah. loves each other. I'll let everybody, <laughs> you know, just... on the on the mainland, the home continent, I'll let them, you know, argue about that. Um, Speaking of music, I would just like to take this time to mention that Little Nas X has been on... <sighs> The number one spot on Billboard for 16 of God's Weeks on That's Earth. That's right. So this means that he is now tied with uh, Despacito. Oh, Christ Jesus. And <laughs> One Sweet Day by Mariah Carey and Boys to Men. <sighs> well, you know, I don't give a shit about Despacito. I know a lot of you will be emotionally devastated. You will be gutted if this song takes One Sweet Day's you know, official oh, title or whatever, don't. but I don't really give a shit about things. That's like without that. inflation. I don't. <laughs> right. Like you can never compare some of these artists, like selling the numbers they did, like the tickets that they sold. A lot you of the artists compare. like to do it. I mean, but like when, when people were really out here and it was like, your plays are coming from niggas requesting your song on the radio or people buying your actual single, like yeah. going and buying a CD that had a, no, no. the song Let's and two remixes on it. Leaving the home. Yes, to go buy to it. To go and buy it. Right. Yeah. These kids can literally press a button and listen to the same song over and over as much as they fucking want to. So you can't, you know, it's two different eras of- And they might pay for Apple Music. It's t- Right. It's two different eras of- um, of of music production and the way that we um, take in music. Because there's when One Sweet Day came out. Yeah. And then there is, Mommy, I said play right. Old Town Road right. a game. <laughs> I don't give a damn. Y'all's kids don't get tired. They do not get tired. They. I don't give a damn that we at Fud Ruckers, Mama. <laughs> I want to hear well, Old Town Road. Fud Ruckers. <laughs> Okay, you took it back, nigga. I ain't been to Fud Ruckers in Ooh, like, since the nineties. Maybe fifth grade. I Woo! don't even know. All right. Mm. Um, well, shout out to Lil Nas X oh, yeah. and his okay, sixteen right. weeks out here. That means you know what? <coughs> Coinage. It's a good thing that you gay, nigga, because that means Nate can't one of these queens trap you with a baby. <laughs> of all the things, I'm just saying. <laughs> <laughs> you can put, put your horses on back and then tell them to hit it the old really town does. road. It, okay? You are Beat so it. Stupid. Get out. It really pays to put out a bunch of remixes of your shit. Um, 
Oh, I just wanted to also mention that Mahershala Ali will be playing Blade in the MCU. Mm-hmm. So I'm excited. Um, it feels like Marvel Studios and the girls over at Disney absolutely know what they're doing. Um, it feels like some of my faves are in great hands. They didn't talk too much about uh, Black Panther 2 or the X-Men. But I feel as though, you know, we're walking in the right direction. Mm-hmm. I feel as though um, when Storm is unveiled, we will be pleased. I just, I just... I feel like they know better and they've been able to sit Mm -hmm. back and watch us criticize Fox's storm decisions um, and other representations of an actual goddess that they would just not play games with us when it comes to storm being in the MCU. So I'm excited um, and shout out to Mahershala Ali for taking over the the role as Blade. Can't wait to see him in there. Wesley Snipes gave him a, a kind word or two uh, in passing the mantle on because you know he played Blade in like the first three movies, which was way back before there was an MC. No, anything. I don't know, but <laughs> you don't know that Wesley Snipes was Blade in like three goddamn Blade movies. Sure, sure, I know that. <laughs> no, I saw niggas being all emotional about. Mahershala Ali, Ali being in this movie and like he's fine so I'm excited but I don't know what the fuck Blade is Blade is I don't I don't know what that is he's like it. a half vampire or oh, half uh, no something wonder. no wonder and <laughs> half mortal half immortal out to avenge his mother mother's death see you might be looking at the and rid the world of vampires for, listen all you need to know <laughs> Oh, wow. It did really well. All you need to know is that Blade was like, this is in the 90s that the first one came out. And it was one of the first black superheroes Mm. that was also based on a real black superhero that came out. And the movies were kind of fun. Not all of them were great, but. Who's the real superhero it was based on? What's his name? Blade as well? Yeah. Oh, fuck. Okay. From Marvel. Oh, okay. So. I did not know none of this, but great. That's so great. this is an exciting time for people <laughs> of, of melanin Woo. and other people who just enjoy Blade yeah. to see that not only is he making a return, but he's making a return with Marvel Studios and they casted the fuck out of it. Mm-hmm. So I'm excited. Yeah. I saw all the nerds on my timeline really losing their minds, yeah, but it. it didn't really uh, move me to go That's look fair. it up. <laughs> I don't. And this Listen, may not be like T'Challa. You may not want to go and see Right. This it's only so much... Of uh, that stuff. <laughs> I can really, you know, like black, the whole superhero fantasy genre and all that. It's like, and this sounds violent. This sounds bloody. Listen, I'm, I'm, I'm interested to see where they go with it. Okay. That is what I will say. All right. Because I mean, vampire blood. You know, see? there it is. No, no, thank so, you. I, I mean, but again, I don't think that they're going to go rated R with it. I it mean, just maybe a strong 13. Right. And I know what I can handle. Right. I covered my eyes when T'Challa was fighting in Black Panther. So you're not going. Right. I'm not <laughs> like, going. Yeah, I'm not going. Just, this isn't. <laughs> I can't watch people yeah. get bloody. I can't. I know. It's a swear. It's a hard line for me. I'm so. in front row. All right. Well, <laughs> y'all so. enjoy your murder kill movie. There's that. <laughs> Wendy Williams is working with Lifetime on a biopic or biopic, depending on what line you fall on, on her life and career and dramatics. Um, So that's apparently as much as I've got on the subject at the moment. 
Um, <laughs> but uh, I don't know how good this will be since she actually has a hand in it. That's how I always feel about yeah. these things. When they executive produce their own stories, then they always gloss things over a little bit. I they mean, always sweeten. Right, of course. Like you want to tell the best story of yourself, but you don't tell the whole story in your diary. You tell what the fuck you want to talk exactly. about. Exactly. That's why I'm like, mm, I'm, I, I mean, I feel like she's going to have to show some of the mess because part of the reason she is who she is I mean, is the mess. There's no Wendy Williams right. without mess. But I just feel like it's going to be, you know, sweetened up and covered up and not like the real stanky ass, nasty ass story. I feel as though they should get Yaya, who I believe played Whitney Houston in the Lifetime movie, oh, yeah. to reenact that moment where Whitney cussed Wendy Williams out live on the radio. I mean, if that's not in the film, I don't know that I'd care to see right. that. Right. Like, that. that is a grave error in judgment if y'all choose not to include that in this movie. I mean, Wendy, please. Be rational about this. Just like, call Yaya up. That was iconic, girl. You can like, have a whole like crossover moment. I would I would never let niggas forget that Wendy Wendy, help me, Jesus. I would never let y'all forget that Whitney Houston dragged me by my fucking asshole hairs. I would never, like, y'all would constantly be reminded that I was touched by a legend. It's just a classic piece of audio. Right. So that should definitely happen. Um, and one of the best moments in radio. I want to see the the Wendy and Charlemagne fallout too, even though I really doubt they get into that. But mm. I would like to see that, and I would like to see the mess um, associated with this husband. So I feel as though the husband should just be played by McDonald's grimace, <laughs> or perhaps they can you. just get. Like a production assistant to just stand in the shots with him with a mm. sign that just says Kevin on it. I was thinking more like I a, don't think he deserves a moment. I was thinking of um, what's so you remember um, Proud Family? What was the name of the real talk nigga who was supposed to be Magic Johnson? Oh, um, um, shut up! Stop talking! I know it. <laughs> Wait, wait, no, don't Google it. Stop Googling. To. No, stop Googling this. Okay. I know it. Right. No, the more that you talk, the harder it becomes. Stop telling me. No, no, I know it. I know it. Be quiet. I know the answer. <laughs> Wizard Kelly. Wizard Kelly, yes. yes. Damn it. I'm thinking something like Wizard Kelly where we never actually see his trifling ass face. <laughs> we just know he's there and he has lines, but we never actually look at him. Like, something like that for yes. Kevin, perhaps. But, uh, you know, I I guess. We'll see. Will I watch this Wendy Williams movie? Maybe if one of y'all looks at it and tells me that it's the proper amount of trash. Probably on Mr. Wapperman. Okay. See? There you go. I gotta stop name dropping him before y'all ruin that for me. Right. I mean, because it's just a matter of time for somebody gets mad and be like, oh, delete, delete, delete. Yeah. <laughs> DMCA. They Complaints all over that bitch. Yeah, they not playing. Um, oh, but good for you, Wendy. She had her living her best life, okay? I saw her at her, she had breakfast at Tiffany's for her birthday. Bitch was wearing a little crown and everything. Oh, stepping yeah. out. Yeah, having a good time. She been wearing, um, and, uh, her tits out. And yeah, wearing less and going out more. Yeah. That's right. Nice for what? God bless her. Um. Okay, so now I just want to preface the story by saying that domestic uh, it, violent issues are never funny. Oh. Young Dro was arrested um, for throwing allegedly a plate of banana pudding at his girlfriend oh my God. in Atlanta. <laughs> No one was hurt. What? Um, apparently. <laughs> You're right. This isn't funny, but it's funny. 
A plate of It's because pudding. it's banana pudding. Right. That's it. Right. That's it. It's because it's banana pudding and because they had the nerve <laughs> to like let us know that. Like you didn't even have to say right. that part. You didn't. You could have just said he threw a plate at her and that would have been enough. That would have been enough. But like banana pudding is cold and soft so it's like... <laughs> and good. So I'm like... <laughs> <laughs> this is fucked up. <laughs> huh. So apparently they were arguing over some money. Woo. And it says here on AJC <laughs> that um, they both started throwing anything they could find at each other. Oh, my God. The girlfriend um, decided she didn't want to press charges. But Young Joe was kept in jail yeah. because of a child support contempt order. See? And when you know you behind on child support and uh, you ain't paid that shit, the fans are, are looking for you. Right. You should be doing your best to stay out of police custody. Because once you call them, it's up to them whether they arrest you. <laughs> the girlfriend don't have to press charges. They can right. be like, we're taking this nigga in anyway. Right. And that is that. And that's what happened. So, yeah. I just saw he has a almost $1,300 bond. Yep. Because <laughs> he owes almost $41,000 in child support. Correct. Wow, Dewan. Um, <laughs> woo. The banana pudding. The apostrophe. <laughs> J-U-A-N. I get... I, Montreal heart. I'm having a real... Like, I'm picturing this banana pudding assault, and I'm... Uh, okay, sorry. No. I just... Who is Did you have to waste the banana pudding? You know what I mean? Like, banana pudding is so delicious. I'm imagining this is some, this is Atlanta on top of that. So, so Lord. It was real good. Knows it was it good. It was real good. So, this argument had to have been heated because right. you're just flinging around food. Niggas don't waste banana pudding, first of all. Like, <laughs> now you where you supposed to if be. If you the type who eats banana pudding, you're not finna just throw that shit away. Throwing I, shit at women right. and not paying your child support. See, that's I got how, you. Your anger got the best of you because you made a bunch of bad decisions that day bitch well I mean young Joe don't have $13,000 to get out of jail real quick <laughs> you're so funny am I <laughs> <laughs> um, so... I mean that was a real question I mean he ain't got no he ain't got an Amex he could put it on or nothing <laughs> the black fuck knows I have no clue damn uh, well um so yikes Darrell or Daryl Johnson, formerly known as uh, Robert Kelly's crisis manager, <laughs> <laughs> aka Olivia Note. What? A, he's having a bad week. Um. <laughs> so he appeared on CBS this morning, where he was being interviewed by Gail King, and a clip of his uh, started making loads and loads of rounds after he was um, taped saying after. Uh, Gail asked him if he would allow his 20-something-year-old daughter to be around R. Kelly alone. He said emphatically, like, <laughs> and with, right. with passion. With gusto. Multiple times. Yes. I would. Hell no. Never allow <laughs> my daughter to be around an accused pedophile. And Gail was like, okay, but do you see so... how that... I would... <laughs> <laughs> allow my daughter to be around an accused pedophile but do you understand how that contradicts I would never okay, like I need you to come right on back over here to where we're trying to make some sense out of this nonsense do you see why we're confused Darrell Dur how Darryl? can you like stick up for this man run damage control for him be his crisis manager and at the same time be like but if I was you I wouldn't let my little girl nowhere near this nigga do you believe in his innocence or not 
Bitch, you couldn't get halfway Child. through 12 play before this nigga quit his job. Okay. <laughs> Bitch, I'm talking about a smooth 45 minutes later. I mean, he couldn't have been getting paid because I just don't think R. Kelly still has any fucking money. So Personally, I believe he was fired. Should have left a lot. Oh, I mean, where's R. Kelly to make a statement? Get fired from your volunteer job. I wish I would. How <laughs> <laughs> you get fired on your day off? I mean, but still, this is an awful, like, for a crisis manager, this is the absolute worst answer you could have given like you're but supposed then, to lie just like you've been lying for r kelly all this time any fucking way. this is the one thing you said that i believed you <laughs> right exactly if you go go with the lie you really got to sell the whole thing you can't be like r kelly is innocent of all charges blah blah, blah y'all this and that lying on this man at the same time be like yeah my little girl could never be anywhere near this nigga i would yeah, never let like what i tell you with his check it can't be both it never. can't be it can't be both with never then this that nigga man. gonna DM TMZ a video talking no, about some. Oh, you know, well, I he said that he didn't step down because of the interview, but rather because he has um a family member that is on their deathbed, and so he's going to go attend to that, which I am not even gonna make a very funny joke about because it could be true. However, he goes on to say, I don't have no problem with Gail and with CBS or whatever, of but <laughs> it's just, he said something like, you know, it's just that things can be chopped or something. Like he, he implied that they like edited the video to make it mm-hmm. seem like he wasn't saying what he said. Right. Sistrin, she asked you a clear and concise right. question. Right. You answered it six times. Yes. Nary a jump in sight. <laughs> not one cut in the video oh. you said what the nini leaks the fuck you said bruh <laughs> why who edited what you were clear on what you sense. were talking about yes sir and then he tried to double back talk about i would absolutely let my daughter be around robert kelly alone okay. no right. you wouldn't no, you're you a fucking liar right please please don't you're an unemployed lie right like if you really felt like cbs was um kind of shady or whatever and fucked up the editing and made something look like it wasn't wouldn't you have learned that lesson after robert did his hello with cbs hello and, and gail so it's like if you really felt that way about cbs or gail king why would you go and do an interview after your client fucked himself over by doing an interview it just don't so much about this man and what his job is supposed to be be versus what he actually says just don't add up it just is not making no fucking sense he'll probably end up in jail too before too long honestly because he's probably committed some crimes in order to cover things up for r kelly he probably has well but you know the feds got your ass now so all i know is r.i.p gail hit you with a hot take (laughs) (laughs) okay and you weren't thinking about no crisis management that shit was personal yeah because you could even flip this shit and he was like bitch i told you That that nigga can't come nowhere around mine. I love my daughter. Okay, so then why are you working for R. Kelly? Don't take this Pokemon trainer ass haircut and go uh, somewhere. I was about to ask you if you could explain the haircut to me. I I don't know what the fuck that is going on on top of his head. (laughs) (laughs) You know how sometimes the gay community starts something and then the straights pick it up and they ruin it? That's honestly what I thought happened. Here. I'm just waiting for Pray Tell to cuss him see, the fuck out. See, see, yeah. thank you. <laughs> and then the weird goatee is kind of a goatee, but it's kind of like a little wide to be a goatee. But it's no just, shade. He looks like somebody that would defend an idiot. He do. He does. So, but sir, this was just. It can't be both. You have a liar's brows. It just cannot be both. That's it. 
Um, what else is going on? Um, Little Bow Wow was wait, Andy. I think Little Bow Wow is on the sickest shut in list. He ought to be if he's not already. I don't even know what he did this time. He said something disrespectful about uh, Sierra. Why won't Sierra's exes just go the fuck Because she's happy and not worried about them. And I that's mean, the blackest bottom fucking line. Sierra and Bow Wow haven't been together since, like, 9-11. <laughs> it's been so long. <laughs> what the, the fuck is going on here? How did her name even come up in a place for Bow Wow to respond or have anything to say? Now I want to know. He was invited somewhere in public for whatever reason. Oh, no. And, um, or maybe not even invited, allowed to be there. <laughs> and... <laughs> You know, there are only so many Bow Wow songs to recognize. Right. One of the ones I guess they decided to play was Like You. Um, oh, yeah. The, song the that one they with Sierra. did with Sierra. Yes. And at some point during the song, he said, I had this bitch first, which is like A, incorrect. Right. And B, completely irrelevant. Right. Like, like, it, like you were absolutely not Sierra's first boyfriend. I don't even know Sierra's life like that. And I know you weren't her first boyfriend. There's people like three years younger than you that don't even know that y'all dated. Right. And why should they? Because it went nowhere and it means nothing. Especially now in 2019 when this woman is married and posting dancing videos and her kids on Instagram With every day. With her two children. Right. By other people. Like, I don't understand. Her, and her baby and they mommy and me swimsuits. What is wrong with these niggas? I don't understand where the whole, like, I had this person <laughs> first thing comes from. I don't even. It's, it's a, it has to be like a straight man thing. I, I don't even think that it's like exclusive to straight men. I just think it's just like an egotistical thing that a lot of niggas do and probably even some fucking women, to be honest with you. But I just don't understand. Like, are you... What do you get from that? What do you, right? What what is what does that mean to you? Are, are, do you believe that there are just women out here who only sleep with one person? I don't understand. Yeah. Like, someone's gonna be your first, right? Right. And first of all, bow wow. I don't believe that you were her first anything. But even if you were, this is you're talking about years ago. Yeah, right. It does not matter. You're talking about. <laughs> ye- I'm talking about when phones went. Brrr, like we're talking about. <laughs> A, oh God! When niggas was on that next hell chart, oh my God! Not, prob- it probably predates that. I don't even know. Why. <laughs> not to mention, you couldn't even afford to park the niggas' car that she with now. Come on! So why are we even like? I don't understand. I really don't. I don't get the the need to say anything like that because what what does it mean in real life today, twenty nineteen? That you once dated or fucked Sierra? It's like every step that, that this matter? young man takes to like try to look cool or whatever he doesn't even realize he's taking like 10 steps back into the loser direction like what a loser yeah like you're just whack sir and we all know it we can all see it but it's like you can right and i feel like i honestly feel like he can see it too and he's fighting it but in his fight he manages to just look more whack well these aren't the swings to make bro See, and I, I'm sure that Russell Wilson and Sierra are not even going Couldn't to bother to dignify this give with a response. A fuck, <laughs> sir. But sir. it's like, girl, um, y'all gotta find something to do. All I'm saying is, peep the stimuli, see what it is. That these <laughs> now niggas, look, I'm not even gonna go into it again. But it's just a certain, there's certain stimuli. Okay, out here, is it cocaine? <laughs> Um. Woo, Jesus God. So, a lot of drama surrounding Nicole Murphy at the moment. Eddie Murphy's ex-wife. Oh, yeah, her fine ass. 
Um, she and her abs were photographed in Italy, uh, making out with a man who was um, a man who was realized to be Antoine Fuqua, film director, music video nigga, and also husband mm-hmm. to actor Layla Rochon. <laughs> Go off. So when we see these pictures of them locking lips and shit poolside. Many of us wanted to uh, understand mm-hmm. what this lady husband was doing out here by the pool, kissing somebody that's not his not, wife. Right, exactly. Um, since then, Layla Rashawn's social media has gone dark. Lord. Lisa Ray jumped into, <laughs> into No, the she didn't. Did she really? Tits. Let me tell you something. <laughs> this shit went up on a Tuesday. Oh, yes. Mama said. <laughs> I need it. I need it. She, I think this is on the shade room. Uh, Lisa Ray left a comment saying, girl, and that's uh, Nikki Murphy. You went after Layla Rashawn husband too? SMH, so wrong. Again. <laughs> so people are like, Whoa, again, again. Um, Nicole been hoeing for a while? Is that what y'all telling me? Well, the brat went on to her second or third Help job on Destination and said, uh, when asked, Ugh. she confirmed that. That uh, Nicole apparently was allegedly messing with Lisa Ray's ex, Michael Misik, the former prime minister of Turks and Caicos. Remember when Lisa Ray was with the prime minister of Turks and Caicos and then Roxy from BET was cheating on her? (laughs) She was cheating on her with Roxy. that part. And there was all this drama. So apparently Nicole was over there too. And I think DeBride said there was other motherfuckers that was trying to get with him. I mean, she's probably just talking about Roxy. Damn, she got to thank but, the niggas that ain't actually that cute. Shit. I'm so pleased that you said that. <laughs> I mean, Antoine's body is nice, but that face ain't it. And it's the same thing with this Michael Missick nigga. The like, only thing no. I really knew about Antoine was that, like, Training Day and oh, I never some saw videos that. from the 90s. you never seen Training Day? Mm-mm. Great film. Oh, Denzel! That's why Jay-Z said on training day I go too hard as Antoine Fuqua. Never knew who that was. <laughs> Woo! I love when I have a full circle moment and things just Those come are lovely. Back. Yeah, I really love nice. it. Okay? Those are nice moments. Now I get it. All right. Well, All right. But no, you know I ain't see training day. That's what niggas fighting. I ain't looking at that. Oh, yeah. Lots of, of so being I'm shot. And, I'm not looking at that. Yeah. <laughs> it's still a great film and probably some, honestly, for me, Denzel at his finest. You know, there's Training Day. Mm-hmm. There's Malcolm X. Okay. Maybe Man on Fire. Maybe Man on Fire. Um, special shout out to He Got Game. Okay. <laughs> he was a little scruffy and He Got Game, but I could work with that. I really like John Q. That's like an Q. aesthetic. Oh, yes. Y'all forgot about John Q. I did forget about John Q. <laughs> That's another great That's one. That's a great one. It's another great one. <laughs> yes. But yeah, Training Day was like peak Denzel fine for okay. me. Okay. That is when I was like, now I know what my aunties are talking about. (laughs) It all came around. I get it right then. Um, So yeah, uh, Nicole Murphy came forward and said uh, that in fact, (laughs) she says uh, she told B. Scott, Antoine and I are just family friends. I ran into him in Italy no. and we exchanged a friendly hello. No, man. And that was it. No, there's multiple photos of y'all. <laughs> there was more than one. Right. Okay, it wasn't a hello. It was more of a, hey, how you doing? Yes, I'm doing mighty fine. Yes, and the way she's looking at him is like she just got that dick or she about to get that dick. It ain't, 
Family friend. Who makes out with their family friends? I don't. Have I one. don't. I don't do that. Family friends are like family. It would be disgusting. Yeah. And if you were friends, then this whole I thought he was divorce excuse don't make no sense either. Because wouldn't you know for sure whether he was divorced if y'all were really that close? Mm. So, I mean, make it make sense, Nicole. <laughs> Girl. She later went on to tell TMZ, without going into the entire situation, I want to apologize to my family and to Layla and the Fuqua family for what transpired. It was not my intention to be in this situation. I'm sure it wasn't, girl. I mean, I don't. Did you Nobody call wants them to be, be on like, TMZ. Yes, I want to be a home a homewrecker on the blog. Nobody blogs. wants to be on TMZ. I do not condone women kissing or interacting in any way inappropriately with a married man. I too was once married, and, and I would never intentionally undermine another woman, despite what has been written. <sighs> now, this is one unfortunate thing about this. Um, and I almost wanted to blame it on the fact that Nicole is probably just more visible or recognizable. Mm. Like I like I said, I know who Antoine Fuqua was just because of training day. Okay. But, you know, a lot of other people may have had to Google the nigga. <laughs> but even if I think that they were both on equal footing in terms of visibility or fame or whatnot, mm-hmm. it would still be look at this light skinned tramp yep. ruining families. Yeah. And how could she? <laughs> And this is the nigga with the wedding ring. Exactly. Like, what I don't understand is why he didn't put out a statement about disrespecting his wife and embarrassing her so bad that she had to delete all her fucking social media. Because probably too busy talking you know, somebody else awful. down. Niggas are awful. So, of course, they were dragging Leela like it was her fault. Her man is out here cheating. And so I, right! I just don't understand why he is not the one apologizing for doing something. Like, Nicole is clearly not innocent in this. But she's not the one who is married in this situation either. So... At all. Where is Antoine's? I want to see Antoine's statement. Where is his iOS press release? The married uh, one. Right. The exactly. married one. But apparently he had two or three kids on Leela just over the course of their marriage. Oh. Yes, evidently. I'm looking at um Oh. I'm looking at TMZ and I'm I feel so bad for her. You know what? I do too, because I read earlier that she had like really difficult pregnancies and I read that too. I don't know if it's true, but I wouldn't be, you know, like, yeah, either way, it's just ridiculous that people are even, you know, it's, it's just a part of like being a celebrity or whatever that people are going to have stuff to say about your business or whatever. But I'm just imagining you being at your motherfucking house watching Cinemax or whatever, minding your business. And the next thing you know, everybody is talking about your husband cheating on you, regardless of what the status of your marriage may be at the time or not. That's just like fucked up. And then on top of it, y'all motherfuckers are trying to have a conversation about whether or not it's like reasonable for him to be out here kissing somebody else because of weight. And, 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 and like body oh, type and all yes. of this other type of stuff. And it's like, what the fuck is wrong with you niggas? That's a whole nother part of it. Like, it's bad enough for your husband to be cheating on you and then so publicly that TMZ caught it and published it. But for niggas to then turn around and blame you and troll you and make fun of you because you don't have the body you had when you were 20 years old is just... <laughs> I really struggle to make sense out of what you niggas do. Like, I really, it's hard for me to draw the line between what y'all decided to do and good common fucking sense because this ain't it. Like, even if she did, I mean, clearly she gained weight and I don't know if she's sick or has something wrong or it was the pregnancies or she, she just could have got eat. hold of the carrot cake Oreos it could like be, the rest I mean, of us. Listen, it bitch, don't matter. I, I really thought I was pacing myself with them fucking Oreos Smashed. and then one day Goodbye. they were just They're gone. Just gone. <laughs> They're just gone. <laughs> they were just fucking gone. Oh, look at that. But it doesn't even matter why she gained weight. This nigga shouldn't have never stepped out on his fucking wife. Hello. That's it. 
That's it. I mean, that's really it. Like, uh, <laughs> marriage is the sickness, right? They still make you say in sickness and health, richer or poor, all that bullshit. You still what? say all that shit. You can also get a divorce mm-hmm. for whatever the black fuck. You can. You just can. You can. You know what I'm saying? You may be like, you know, setting the ground for a, a, a Tyler Perry movie about you. Right. But if you just want to leave your husband or wife because they got fat, you don't, you can't take it. You're right. you're allowed. Like <laughs> you can. You may do that. You you might be a total asshole for it, but you are well within your legal right to do that. You don't have to cheat on your spouse. So you could embarrassing the fuck out of your spouse. Right. I just don't see the excuse, but that's me. Not well, I mean, anybody. you know, niggas don't ever really think about the impact on their wives or kids when they go out doing this shit. They're just trying to get their dick wet. I mean, Nicole Murphy is fine. It's not Beautiful that I don't. Woman. It's not that I don't understand. Lovely woman, but this is just—it's just fucked up, and it's fucked up that the reaction from the public has been to bash Leela Rashawn for her body and drag the women like the man is not the one who made the commitment and violated it. But that is literally always what happens, right? In these celebrity um, breakups and scandals or whatever, y'all. Which automatically is why these niggas be to... out here on some fucking dog shit anyway, because it's like <sighs> who's gonna be mad at me? <laughs> Ugh, nobody. Nobody. I'm going to Magic City right now. Oh, trash. Um, do I have anything else I want to discuss this week? I'm just going to wrap things up for me. Okay. Are you so, sure? Seems like you got something over there you want to get into, but you're just not. No. Where are we? Oh, no, this is perfect time to wrap things up. Okay. So that was the little top of horrors. This week, hope you enjoyed yourselves. We're going to take a break, and then we're going to read your letters. We are back, and it is now time for the listener letters. Send your questions to asktherita at gmail.com. We may read them aloud on the show. So uh, last week, we got the letter from the stepmom who said, you ain't really got to like these stepkids <laughs> in order to be a stepparent. Right. And then we got a lot more letters saying, that bitch is wrong. <laughs> You absolutely do have to like these kids. And I love that this has parent. become a trilogy. <laughs> <It> <laughs> like, is. This is fantastic. We got so many letters from people who were like, my step parent didn't like me and it showed and it had a horrible effect on me. I'm, and I'm saying. I'm before that shit now. And other people who were like, I tried to be a step parent, couldn't stand them kids, finally had to get a divorce. Like, so many more people came out to say you absolutely do have to love and you're gonna like want to love and them. nurture you have to be willing to nurture those children like your own otherwise what the fuck are you doing here so I had a feeling we were right about that but you know just <laughs> wanted right. to get a step parent's perspective <laughs> right as someone who's never been in this situation. right and you know whew. anyway uh so yeah hopefully that wraps up the the step parent you know, do you actually need to I'd be able to more. tolerate these children? I would love more <laughs> chapters to this. Let's dive into our questions. This first one comes from Audrey, who says, I've been with my boyfriend for a year. During our first initial dates, he expressed to me his interest in threesomes mm. and said he has several friends who are polyamorous. Mm. I think he was trying to gauge my comfort levels. He said he's never had a threesome before, but it's something on his list to try. Well, they're lovely. I told him I respected the honesty and I had nothing against consenting adults having a good time. That's I right. also have not had a threesome and have never really considered it because I struggle with jealousy and battling how I was raised concerning sex. Fair enough. Although my mother was open about sex, she definitely taught me about it within the confines of her beliefs. And I was raised around slut shaming. Well, same girl. I was before you even got to the slut shaming. Same I was sis. over it. So. <laughs> I am but somewhat yeah. attracted to women, and I like most women. The porn I watch rarely features men. 
work, Can't blame bitch. <laughs> yes, ma'am. I don't have much sexual experience and I do want to explore ways to keep it interesting in the bedroom, but I can be shy. I've also been in relationships where they cheated, so I feel like it's just my luck that I find a good man who is otherwise perfect but wants to fuck other women. <laughs> I want to be adventurous, but I worry this will change our relationship. <laughs> I also fear that my jealousy could ruin it. I love him very much mm. and I can't help but wonder if this is permission to cheat. I also find it hard oh. to wrap my mind around the fact wrap my mind around the fact that he claims to be so open to these things but would not allow me to be in a threesome with other men oh my boyfriend feels if we aren't compatible sexually then he needs to find someone who'd be open to these kinds of experiences i don't want this relationship to end but i have no clue how to navigate this please help thanks audrey (sighs) i mean so girl (laughs) audrey um i hear where you're coming from I think that you, in whatever age you are at the moment, should be very aware of how you truly feel about things. I think that when we um, really, really like someone or even love someone, it's easy to almost convince ourselves that we want to do something that they want to do, even though we know damn well we right, don't. Like right. we try to convince ourselves, oh yeah, I'm totally into that because such and such is. <laughs> and you that. know that you motherfucking ain't. Yes. And you wait until you go through this shit and you're living hell to mm-hmm. be like, oh no, I cannot do this. So And you miserable the whole time. Right. But now you have said that you are interested in women. Yes. Somewhat okay. attracted to women. Somewhat attracted to women. So it sounds like you are not totally against the idea of playing around with a girl, playing around with a guy at the same time. So you are more concerned with being jealous mm-hmm. with how things go down, bringing another woman to the bedroom. Now, this is where communication, the most important part of a relationship, yes. comes into serious play. Right. Because I've never been in like an open relationship or polyamorous or anything. I've never had a threesome with somebody I was in a relationship with. Mm. So um, I can't like speak from like personal experience or whatever, but I, for the like, friends of people in my life who are in open relationships or have done these things, they're like guidelines. There are sort of like uh, agreements and rules that you sort of set so that everybody is comfortable at the end of the day. I think that if it is something that you decide that you want to explore, I think your boyfriend, especially since he's very clear on how the fuck he wants all this shit to go down, Mm -hmm. I think your boyfriend should allow you to be more of the, um, the lead. I think you should pick the woman. I think that you should sort of initiate the intercourse or the sex or whatever. Mm. Um, And I think that he's going to have to sort of just be in the passenger seat of a car that you're driving, Um, at least in the beginning so that you can get your feet wet. But I think that you also are going to have to be, if again, if you decide that this is something that you really want to do, not something that you really want to make your boyfriend happy with, something that you are interested in doing. If that is the case, you got to then ask yourself, okay, well, what am I not cool with happening? All right. Do I not want him to hit it from the back on her? Do I want you know, like I, what are you? Because I mean, whatever your you probably are. don't want to watch your man fucking another woman. I mean, but that's just, that's what's happening here, I think though. That's I mean, she came for some, for some dick as well. So, but <laughs> there are things that you can you know bring to the table mm-hmm. 
You can make compromises and whatever until everybody agrees on the nature of this relationship and how all of this stuff works. And then you're you're fine. Because then when you do it, it's all about following those guidelines so that Mm -hmm. everybody is comfortable. And the second that you fall out of that is when it's like, okay, now we have a sincere problem or whatever. Or maybe you do it once, maybe you do it twice, and you're like, oh, this is no big deal. I don't give a fuck if you fucks this girl as long as blank, 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 blank. Right. But maybe, especially because you said like you were raised with a lot of religious shit around sex. So you are probably more hesitant. Yeah, but that's irrelevant. Then I don't think it is, though. I think part of your sexual hangups or like part of your reluctance to um, experiment with sexuality is because you're still you have internalized all these messages from your youth right. about what. You know, women should or should not do what's it appropriate and what's not. It should be irrelevant. It should be irrelevant. Yes. But I have a feeling that it isn't. I have a feeling it's still affecting you to this day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I that's definitely that. something to work through. But I mean, sis, I just, if you're going to be in this threesome, darting your tongue out at the pussy like you licking a battery, then it's just not. Oh, nobody wants to nobody, be there. Right. It's just like, <laughs> if you're not actually thinking, Ugh. like, wow, I really want to dive Ugh. into some vagina. <laughs> And I just want to, <laughs> girl, girl, you wasting everybody's time. Yeah. And uh, I saw a tweet the other day it said something like, "Before you eat pussy for your nigga, would he suck a dick for you?" And I was just like, "Hmm, really, really important. <laughs> a really important question to ask yourself." The no, fact- bitch, fuck that shit. Because you hoes don't want your nigga to suck no dick for you at all. You don't want this nigga to even be like, "That nigga got some nice shorts on," or <laughs> whatever. But the it's fuck. a double standard for your man to be like, "You can't fuck other niggas," but I want to bring a girl into the bedroom. Yeah, but a lot of women don't even see it like that. But it still is. Right. That's why I'm pointing it out to her right okay, now. Okay, <laughs> but hello, I'm just saying. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, I love what you just said, but a lot of people wouldn't even practice that because right. another woman in there and and titties bunts bouncing against each other is hot. Right. So I'm not even saying like only do it if your man would suck dick or whatever. That's not what I'm saying. I'm saying if you don't actually want to be in some pussy, don't do it because you want to keep your man. I mean, if you have no... What you should do... Let me rewind. (laughs) What I would do (laughs) is I would find a girl. Mm. uh, I would agree upon a, a girl with him. And then I would mess with the girl in the bed, just us, yes. and he can watch. Ooh, that way, yes, I'm exploring That's what I want to explore, finding out what I like about the female yes. form and person up against my tender parts. <laughs> And be more prepared for battle. Right. And you sit over there. That's what I'm saying. He can sit over there and play with himself. Right. Let me lead. You sit over there. You yeah. can watch. And I can get my feet and other parts wet. Yeah. And then <laughs> and then we can go from there. Yeah. But you ain't fun to be driving the fucking boat. At least not in, at first. No, Be taking a not. sail around this bitch right. before you get anybody's wheel. And if you... Starboard if- bound. <laughs> If he feels like, you know, threesomes are a requirement, like he's not going to be happy in a relationship unless he can have a threesome, he's either going to have to be patient with you while you work through your issues around it, you know, with trust and all that. It is understandable that you feel like this might be a gateway to cheating because a lot of niggas do turn around from a threesome and start fucking bitches on the side. They do it all the time. So that makes sense. He's going to either have to deal while you work through your issues around it and you have multiple issues around it or y'all just going to have to break up. It's really one or the other. And I know you don't want to. I know you love him and all this other shit, but... This would have to be something like, you know what? 
I have always wanted to do, I've always wanted to have a threesome. Like, this has to be something where it's like, yeah. I know that I want to do this. Yeah. And so let's see where this goes. And not like, oh, oh well, Mm-mm. I mean. That ain't it. There was this one girl in seventh grade who I thought was cute because I really liked the way that she put her eyeliner on and what like you, you don't be trying to talk yourself into some yeah. pussy because you like this nigga right because that's just setting yourself up for a disaster. Yes, you're gonna get your feelings hurt because you're gonna be doing all this shit for a nigga who may then turn around and disrespect you anyway, and you'd be like, wow, I really dived into vagina with zero desire to do so just to please this man. Like, do not do it for those reasons. I I am really cautioning you here. A lot of straight girls have gone down this path and ended up regretting it. Yeah. Now, I do have some friends who I can't even call them straight because the, the veracity with which yeah. <laughs> they get into these threesomes yeah, is yeah. like... A lot of the time, like, I have a friend who's like, I be telling that nigga to go away because I just want to fuck his girlfriend. Like, okay, I'm not mad at that. Next thing you know, they're sweet. Like, oh, I love titties. You know, it's just, it's a thing that they are really into. They're excited about. They want to fuck around. That is different from you feeling like your man is kind of cajoling or trying to convince you into doing this. Fuck that. If you don't want to, then don't. Period. Nobody should be... Not forced or convinced or talked to into doing anything sexually that they don't right. want to. And if you know you don't want to do it, don't do it. If that means that you got to break up with that motherfucker, fine. Then the fine. The next nigga that you end up loving super so much will probably be like, no, I'm good. Yeah. I mean, just like. Maybe you can just surprise him with a threesome. On it. No, never mind. <laughs> no, don't surprise him with a, <laughs> with a threesome. But um, anybody who is not willing to like work with you while you get through your uncomfortableness around it or whatever is not somebody who respects you enough to the point where you should be in a relationship with them. That's just how I feel about it. Like the nigga got to be down to you getting around to the idea of a threesome instead of trying to force you into it. Cause fuck that. He got these Adam and Eve home girls and see, homeboys see. out here <laughs> doing whatever the fuck they want to. And he's like, I want me some of that. So you oh, got to get him some of that with somebody who also wants some of that. And if that's not you, then the and answers I skipped are right over that. I skipped right over the fact that, um, she said those friends are polyamorous. Polyamory and threesomes is not the same thing at, at all. all. Polyamory is people being in relationship. Mm-hmm. Like, <laughs> like consideration and care and respect and like building something with multiple people. Threesomes is just fucking. So y'all gotta, if he's asking for threesomes versus polyamory, you know, figure that part out. <laughs> but yes, yeah, sis, don't let a nigga coerce you into shit. Basically. These niggas just be on Pornhub. Okay. And, and getting just, excited. Yeah. Like, nigga, how long are you really going to last with four titties and two vaginas? And, please. Some niggas might impress you. <laughs> You're right, but I doubt it. I feel like most of y'all... That don't mean that you got to sign a up for A smooth five and a half minutes and the party is over. Right. Because <laughs> he's just like, he could not... It's sensory overload. It couldn't happen. Niggas saw four areolas and he just lost it. <laughs> it was quickest nut he's ever had. <laughs> I mean and don't let a blunt be in the room oh shit <laughs> okay you know what let's move on our next question comes from Zaria who says my boyfriend and I have been together for five years we live in the city he grew up in and his family has become my second family I have a good relationship with all of them and my family has even gotten together with them before unfortunately my boyfriend suffers from a drug and alcohol addiction and after a couple of difficult years he has decided to go to rehab and therapy it is stressful emotionally as well as financially but i'm happy that he is seeking treatment and i look forward to what our life will be like going forward 
Being the partner of someone with addiction has its own issues, but I'm trying to deal the best way I can, especially while he's gone. I know that this is not a quick fix, but a long journey. While he's gone, I am his main contact and I have been updating his family as necessary. They constantly reach out to me to make sure I'm okay, but as of late, they have started to put me in the middle of their own issues. Oh, hell. They are blaming each other for my boyfriend's addiction, and it seems that every time I have a conversation, there's drama. His parents are divorced and not friendly, but they have been communicating to each other. <laughs> oh, Lord, sounds like an awful idea. But then his mother will tell me that his father doesn't care, and his father will tell me not to tell his mother any details about what's going on, etc. His sister doesn't want to see him, which I cannot necessarily blame her for, but reaches out to spend time with me and her daughter and it puts me in a bad place between her and my boyfriend i know i now oh i am now told that one family member has called me an enabler of his for some of my actions and at this point i don't know who's lying or telling the truth and i'm over it i feel bad but i can't deal with the drama how can i take a very big step back from his family without breaking their only communication with their son during what is surely a difficult time for them without also creating a chaotic environment for my boyfriend when he comes back home i have already deactivated social media so they can't keep tabs on me and i have started to not answer their texts or calls but i can't do this forever please help zaria uh, Cesaria wants to exit stage left mm-hmm. from these niggas and their drama. Yep. Uh, I mean, the thing that leaps out to me here is that you, your boyfriend has chosen you as his main contact and not his family. <laughs> and that's probably for this exact that reason. That is very telling. <laughs> yeah. So if I were, yeah. if I were you, this would be a conversation with my boyfriend. Like, look, you know, them niggas ain't right. And now they driving me up a fucking wall. And so it's not like you can continue. I can continue to be your contact, but I will not be the person reporting back to your family about how you're doing. So either he is going to have, well, see, and I know you don't want to put anything extra on him because he's dealing with recovery and all that. That's very real. But his family is not your responsibility. At all. Their feelings and, you know, dealing with their drama and the sister and brother got beef and the mom and daddy got beef and don't want you to talk to the other and all that shit. Girl, that is not on you. So I would have a conversation with my boyfriend about it and then I would let them know I'm not giving y'all no fucking updates about nothing because I don't want to be in the middle of y'all shit. Yeah, I don't really feel like that's even like a uh, uh, or should be a tough thing to relate to them. You know what I mean? Like I... Don't want to be involved. It's not my place to really be involved. Mm-hmm. And um, like you really just laid out, the fact that you're the main contact and not any of them. Speaks volumes. It definitely <laughs> speaks volumes. So it probably is even more reason that he, you know what I'm saying, for you to just take a step back and be, you know, there for your nigga. And just let everybody else deal with what they need to deal with. If anything, I would just be sending them www.talkspace.com. Okay, all kinds of Or literally, and that's not even no ad, girl. Like, you could just any old resource for them to just talk to somebody to. Because obviously, it's very unfortunate and it's unhealthy for them to be fussing or blaming anybody for (laughs) somebody's, you know, unfortunate circumstances. Or whatnot, but right. you are not like you just said, Crystal. You're like their arguments or their drama ain't got nothing to do with you. It's right. not your place or your business to be trying to mend fences or fix anything for anybody, yeah. even though you you know love their their family or whatever. Mm-hmm. And you're also not a psychiatrist or a therapist or anything <laughs> like that. So 
The best yeah. that you can do is just pray for them and hope, you know, and maybe nudge them in the direction of someone who can help them get down to like, um, like a, a healthy discussion or whatever yeah. for them. But yeah, your nigga know what's up because he's like, look, I just want to talk to you. <laughs> like, and 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 maybe that you need to say that like, I don't know who is gonna be in touch with your family, but it ain't me, and you know why? Because them niggas do not know how to fucking act. You're not responsible for managing their feelings. You're gonna have to draw boundaries around your relationship with them. I understand y'all are close because you and this man have been together for five years. And so you and his family are like ultra close. I really do. I have been that way with an ex before. And oh, Lord, that was a mess. Mm-hmm. The type of situation where you break up and then your ex-girlfriend's still, daddy is calling you like, yeah, come over. And I'm like, you. but we. Um... <laughs> That's awful. It is. It's bad when they are like super close and you get attached to the kids and everything. But healthy boundaries need to exist regardless if this is your second family, immediate family, extended family, blood family. Regardless, mm-hmm. healthy boundaries are good regardless of the relationship. Because, like, even if, if this was, like, your husband five years or something like that, it's still going to be complicated because those are his relatives. Right. You know what I mean? And they're still sort of, like... <laughs> Maybe he could send them an email once a week <laughs> with his updates. Hey! So that nobody has to be on the phone. Maybe you can, you know what I'm saying, get a little note from him and you just print it out and leave it <laughs> leave it in somebody's mailbox. I don't know what needs right. to be done, but you can't be left in the middle to no, try absolutely and, not. and Iyanla everybody through this. <laughs> it's just not. Right, because then you're going to end up driving yourself insane and having your own mental health issues because you're trying to take care of everybody else's fucking issues. As when, well as supporting your man. Right, when really you have to be responsible for your own like health and yeah. safety first. Not to mention you'll probably end up building resentment to some of his Absolutely. family members that will then follow you for however long. Absolutely. Then there's an attitude at the gatherings and shit because you tired of this person. Are they tired because of you? Because the whole time he was in rehab, you was calling me all in my ear about Richard and Richard was all in my ear about Suzanne. And it's like, okay, girl, I don't... <laughs> I'm not like, sis, you have your own shit going on. You said this is emotionally and financially stressful for you with your man gone. So focus on that Mm -hmm. and let him decide whether his family has any access to updates about him. That is not on you. Yeah. All right. Um, Next question comes from Dr. D, who says, I'm a first generation Caribbean American. Um, I'm an only child raised by a single mom. We are really close and have a big extended family as well. I was always a good kid who never caused any trouble. And I am now a physician. I am also gay, which my mother has always struggled with. She has lots of homophobia wrapped up in concern. I've worked on her for years and we've reached a truce of sorts. But in comes my now husband. We've been together for 10 years. I love him. He takes great care of me, loves me, and supports me. 10 gay years? 10 gay years. 10 gay male years? He supported me through med school, residency, and everything else. My mother patently refuses to meet him. We've worked through the drama of her referring to him as that boy. Mm. Now she asks me how he's doing and even occasionally sends him gifts. If she can't find if she can't get me on the phone, she knows to text him, but she still refuses to meet him and it's driving me crazy. <laughs> I used to have to split holidays because she refused to have him in her home. I'd spend half the day with her, then come home to my husband because he'd be sitting alone all day. I've since told her that I am not doing that anymore. She can either take both of us or miss me. And she picked up me skipping the holidays. 
My well, husband has never asked me to put any pressure on my mom, though I know it hurts him that she's like this. He's never made ultimatums or demands. He's met the entire rest of the family and they love him. It's just my mother who is like this. It's just the mama. Should I just accept that this is going to be my life and leave my mother alone? <laughs> should I take a hard line? My mother has tacitly accepted that I'm gay, but if you asked her, I should keep it to myself and be alone for the rest of my Hello? life. It's so many people it's are like that. so many. This is my mother, and I can't imagine just cutting her out of my life, but... Is that the threat I'm going to have to try to get her to just sit at a table and meet my damn husband? I'm afraid she'd call my bluff, but two halves of a life does not equal one whole. I see her less because I can't bring my whole self. She's excluded from my real life because my husband is a big part of that. Please help Dr. D. Okay. So uh, this one's really interesting for me, just being a uh, first-generation first generation Jamaican-American yep. um, who has a mom who told me when I was very young, if you're gay or if you're in a relationship with a nigga, I don't want to meet him. So Woo! I just... Yeah, same. I see where this is coming well, from. Well, let me know. However, at the same time, <laughs> at the same time, and this is me, okay? Okay. Like, I'm cool. <laughs> like, <laughs> if I were a nigga, I could be married two years or whatever. My mama don't want to meet this nigga. I feel like I would be like, okay. You know, I don't know. But that would be, I honestly feel like that would be fine for most of the year until like Christmas or Thanksgiving, whichever holiday you spend. Yeah, but that's just because it complicates traveling. Oof. It complicates like being in a space with your family and like, you know, especially for like a certain amount of time. But I feel like if I want a nigga who's from fucking Chicago and I'm from Miami, that's mm-hmm. going to be what it is any motherfucking way. So, because if your family is in Chicago, my family is in Miami. But they're they all they, in the same city. Right. They are. Right. You know what I'm saying? But I'm just saying like, that would complicate things probably anyway. But you're talking about just your mother. Your mother may just be of that mindset of like it, your husband being there sort of like not confirms, but it just sort of like places mm-hmm. realism. You force her to accept around. it. Yeah, it's almost like forcing her to accept that this is... You know. The man you've been with for a whole ass decade. It's not a phase, mama. (laughs) I'm sure that she doesn't think that it's a phase. I think that that's just (laughs) probably going to be like a... She knows it's going to be like a very abrupt shock to the system to be in that nigga's presence. And so she's just trying to avoid it. Honestly, I understand what you're saying about... It's hard for me to to speak from this uh, or speak about this just because I feel like, again, I wouldn't care. So, so would you, so if it was you, would you just not go to holidays with your family? Um, I would probably make compromises with my, my family and with my man, uh, about how that's going. So you would be okay spending half the day with them and then coming home to him. Like I feel for the husband because he's at home all day long waiting for his man to come back. I guess he doesn't have family in this city. Or you really don't know anything about his family at all. But I feel for him because he's the one sitting at home on Christmas all day long waiting on you to get back from your family where I'm not really welcome because your mama don't fuck with me. Then don't go to your family house on Christmas. Right. That's what he's saying. But it's more like what he's asking is like, does he just accept it and be like, fine, we don't. (laughs) 
That's but that's my opinion. You see what I'm saying? Like that's just how. So I does feel. he need to issue like an ultimatum with her? Like, listen, you either accept my yes, husband or we're yes. not in each other's lives. I think that you need to have a very clear uh, conversation. It doesn't maybe doesn't even need to be a conversation. It could really just be a statement with your mother. I would do it face to face, but you could do it however you choose to. And in that conversation, lay everything out like completely open hands. I'm just letting you know this is a situation. Yeah. It is not not going to be the situation. And, you know, mm-hmm. the true gag is if it wasn't this nigga, it would be some other nigga. Yes. So, like, this is what it is. And you trying to dance around it or avoid it is never going to change that. And I'm an adult now with a spouse, mm-hmm. so, which means that a huge chunk of my life is revolving around this person as well or with this person as well. So what that means is I have responsibilities to a family outside of just this immediate one. So I'm not going to be here at certain times or on certain occasions because I got a nigga at home. And that's just, it is what it is. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? So... It right. is like I. I mean. I mean, and you said time is already okay with like the fact that you just won't come through on holidays no more. Which to me is like, I mean, I think you're right. Like you should. He should definitely lay it out and say this is what it is. Like I'm never going to pretend that I'm not gay. I'm never going to just sit alone in the house and act like this isn't real and just die alone because I'm so afraid that my mother won't accept it. I'm not going to choose that for my life. And I know you said you don't want to cut her out. She was a single mom and all that's the only parent you have. I really do so get that. So what the fuck that. are you supposed to do? Right. But see, that's the thing. It can't be... She can't have it both ways. Like a half warm acceptance, a half warm, a halfway or a lukewarm acceptance is not acceptance. Your mother is rejecting an entire part of who you are. It's co- of course, it's not like everything you are, but it's a huge part of it. And she's just flat out saying your husband, that part of you is not welcome in my presence. OK, so, yeah, I really I think you have to lay it out for her and be like. This isn't something where we can compromise on it. You're either going to get with the fucking program because this is my husband or you and I are going to have to like completely redraw our relationship. If if you were married to a woman, I would tell you the exact same thing. If you were married to a woman and yeah, your wife, too, your mama actually. was like, it's either us or, or it's her or whatever. I'm going to pick my wife. Like I don't. Yeah. You're an adult with a life of your own. You're an adult with a life of of your own. That's it. You know what I mean? And yes, there is like obligation and unconditional love and all that stuff, loyalty to your family and stuff like that. Your mother is choosing Mm -hmm. to avoid and ignore, like you said, a huge part of your life. Not because this nigga is a bank robber, not because this nigga killed somebody, but simply because he's the same gender as you and y'all are together. So her refusal to have everybody together is based off of ignorance. That ain't your business. That's not your fault. That's not your husband's business or fault. That's not the rest of his family or your family's business or fault. Mm -hmm. So she is making it a personal choice and that should affect her personally. Yes. So I would be at my nigga house. I could (laughs) FaceTime whoever wants to talk on FaceTime. Happy Christmas, as they say overseas. And and that's it. I love it. You know what I'm saying? Amazon got your your gift up on the front doorstep. If I even send one. If I even send one. And it just is what it is. Right. And you decide if 
that after two, three Christmases or whatever is cool with you and you're okay with it or whatever. And if that's that's yeah. what it is, it is what it is. And if you personally, I'm talking about the person who's writing this, mm-hmm. Dr. D, if you are having your trouble having trouble with not being around your family for Christmas or the holiday or whatever because of this, as we love to say, <laughs> there are folks to talk to about this. Absolutely. And ways that people can help you get closure in those types of things so that you can mm-hmm. accept what you have to accept. But taking your parents' old ass baggage from the 50s, 40s, 60s, Woo! or wherever the say fuck, 70s, wherever it. the fuck it was, and allowing it to affect your individual bill paying no, ass you. life in no, 2019 <laughs> is ridiculous and we just don't have time for We're it. We're not doing that. And I have a feeling that after you miss a couple of Christmases, the rest of the family is going to be like, bitch, you need get to get over, it. over right. yourself. God damn. Because we need Dr. Mary and his man to come shit. through. God damn it, bitch. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> if the rest of us can get over it, then you can too. I'm dreaming of a white Christmas. <laughs> I'm tired of not seeing my cousin at Christmas because you want to act an ass. Every, right, because everybody else loves the neighbor. Right, so, so maybe the rest mama. of your family will advocate right. for you. You got to put your fucking foot down and I guarantee yep. somebody's going to be like... Because you're grown now. Now, <laughs> Beulah, we are sick of this. <laughs> Make no goddamn sense. Everybody yes. can't be together. Just on cuss Christmas. her out. Yes. <laughs> I'm imagining all the Anies cussing her out like, yes. girl, girl. Snapping peas and just being like, <laughs> now, Charlene, <laughs> fuck. Over it. Get over it, girl. Yes. 2020 about to be out this bitch. Oh, man. Okay. Last question comes from Tamara, who says, my cousin is starting a business and she asked me to help with the social media aspect of things like commenting to people, creating posts and stories and writing captions. I agreed and helped her for about a month. The business is in its early stages, so she cannot afford to pay me. She doesn't work, so she is totally invested in this opportunity. I get 10 to 20 messages every day regarding her new business and they come in at all times of the night. I'm working and about to start school. So basically, I don't want to be involved in her business anymore. <laughs> Straight like that. Crystal, I know you've spoken about how difficult it is to say no to people. I want to do this, but I genuinely do not know how without disappointing her or hurting her feelings. <laughs> Any advice? If you think I should end this, please tell me how. Or do you think it's a potential opportunity? And I should just keep pushing. Thanks. Opportunity for I don't us. remember what she. What name did I give her? Tamara. I don't know. I don't remember. Tamara. Tamara. <laughs> um. So the I picked this because a lot of people want to draw boundaries, want to say no, want to advocate for themselves, but they are more worried about disappointing people, hurting yep. people's feelings, whatever. Me. But you are going to have to get comfortable with disappointing people. Ah. Uh. You're going to have to get comfortable with people taking a you to solid wrong way. word. You're going to have to get comfortable with people misunderstanding you. Just You're going to have to get comfortable with people, with people being mad at you. Because what that normally is, is somebody else who don't have no boundaries. So they're used to being able to get whatever they want out of other people because they also don't say no. You see what I'm saying? It's mm-hmm. like, it's kind of like your cousin is probably used to just doing things for people um, or whatever. And so... She, if she reacts in anger to this, it might be because, well, damn, I would do it if it was me. Like, I would never tell my cousin, no, why you won't help me with my my new business? Why you won't run my Instagram or whatever? But she's just going to have to be okay. So wait, was she trying to say like the it was taking too much time or she just... 
Well, yeah, at this point... She said it was all kinds, all hours of the night. Right. At this point, it's, um, you know, messages coming in all hours of the day and night, which, I mean, turn off notifications if they're I mean, waking you well, up. Yeah. But you're also working and about to go to school. So you probably just don't have time have to manage time. somebody else's social media presence. Right. Okay. So... And if she don't have money to pay nobody, she's going to have to manage her own social media. Like, it's her business. Right. So that's what I'm saying. Like, you... It's not as simple as you just not wanting to support your cousin's business, not believing in your cousin, being lazy or whatever. Like yeah. you have things to do. Yep. You're going to be incredibly busy, swamped, yes. in fact, more than likely. And so you simply cannot afford to dedicate the proper amount of time to right. this in order to really support her the way that she was going to need somebody's support in that position. Right. So that is not just and social media fact, managers you know I mean? make money like that's not an right. easy job it that's takes right. time right yeah. creating posts and stories all that hashtag especially content especially a good social right. media manager a today. good social media presence oh no girl like girl you gotta have some kind of creative Something. perspective and like know how to do a couple yes. shit to have somebody out here really standing out and looking not cute. like my Instagram where I just throw shit up and type whatever the fuck caption and hit publish mine, it's so. terrible if you're really gonna make an effort like you have to work with the fucking algorithm and when you posting shit and Knowing it updates, swiping up for what links shit and all this bullshit, girl. The latest girl. filter. <laughs> I ain't got time for that shit. <laughs> Again, talking about a good social yeah, media. Yeah, shooting right. boomerangs and shit. Right. Girl, we ain't got time Be for that. Be at every event <laughs> and posting everything at the minute. Right. It takes a yeah. lot of time and that is why people get paid for it because it is work. It is. And so. It absolutely is. I would tell her, sis, love you down. But, you know, I'm working. I'm going back to school in August. So I don't have the time to manage her social media anymore. She has to understand that. Right. And if she doesn't, then that's on her. And I was going to say, like, sometimes we get so wrapped up in, like, this anxiety of disappointing people that we care about or just disappointing anybody sometimes and yep. don't even realize that we could just kick it to them the way that it is and they'd be like, oh, that ain't no problem. Right. You know, like, yes. oh, cool. Like, I didn't even, I didn't even think about that. You're totally right. It's, it's, it's cool. I guess somebody else take care of me. Right. Because the same way that you undoubtedly love your cousin and want the best for your cousin, I'm going to assume that your cousin feels the same way and is so, and is going to want to support your efforts in school and work and whatever else. So like you right. just said, it would be ridiculous and illogical for you to tell that your cousin that you're not going to be able to help her because of how busy you're going to be with work and school and her be like, uh, but, uh, Bitch, how uh, dare you? Oh my God. <laughs> you know what I mean? Because A, like I said, you should want for your cousin to be doing well in these things. Right. And B, you want to find somebody who's going to be able to help you adequately. Like if I don't want for my social media manager to be right. wiping crust out of their eyes at three o'clock in the morning because they just got home right. and now they're trying to rush through helping mm -mm. me. Right. So. No, thank you. God do the best for everybody. And even if your excuse is, I fucking hate Instagram and I don't want to be on it no more. Hello. That is just as valid. Mm. You don't want to do it. And so therefore the answer is no. Like I, this spoke to me personally because I was definitely the type who would always go, when I say so far out of my way to accommodate other people, to make sure nobody's feelings was hurt, to yeah. make sure oh, nobody yeah. was disappointed in me oh, or yeah. was mad at me or anything like that. Oh, yes. <laughs> I really struggled with this for a long time. And one day my therapist was like, how many of those people did the same thing for you? Well, 
how many people went out of their way to make sure your feelings weren't hurt and you weren't disappointed and you didn't feel bad or whatever else? No, they said no when they wanted to or they didn't come or they didn't do whatever you wanted them to do because it was within their right to do that. So you also have to get to the point where you say, love you, however, not doing this. And again, if they have an issue, that is their own shit. Like if somebody would have told me, no, I'm not going to help you with whatever thing. A few years ago, I probably would have been like, damn, that's fucked up. I help everybody with everything. And the one time I asked for something, niggas is acting like they can't do it, blah, blah, blah. People can say no. People can say I'm not interested or I don't want to or I'm busy or whatever else. Having a big heart is beautiful and and it's ideal for everyone, but your big heart should still have boundaries. Absolutely. Boundaries is really the theme of life. It It really is. Because people will fully take advantage of you Mm -hmm. just because you are simply giving. And for a lot of people, it's not even like a conscious manipulation or whatever. They just know that you are somebody who is always going to pick up the pieces for them because that's just the type of person that you are are so they call you yeah like i've had to check myself before and be like you know what i always call you and complain about blank i'm gonna call my mama it's like i've had to be like cognizant yeah. of the fact that it's like you know what sometimes it's not your responsibility or your job to do this this that or whatever and although you always will and likely will not hang up on me or whatever mm-hmm. i'm gonna take this <laughs> elsewhere because you got your own shit to deal with and not everybody right. re- that clicks not not everybody has like a clicking moment like that yeah so like i said you could kick that shit to your cousin for your cousin to be like oh my god you're so right it's fine but if right your cousin does not (laughs) you have to tell people that you are not happy or you don't want to do something you have to be honest about your excuse me you have to be honest about your feelings because otherwise it will just breed resentment and contempt yeah and eventually you'll be mad at your cousin hating her because you never worked up the nerve to say you don't want to do this right At grand openings and shit like fuck this goddamn stupid ass shit. <laughs> people, <laughs> people are walking in for a program. Here, take this goddamn stupid ass. Fuck Replying shit. to customers like whatever, bitch. Fuck Send it back or what whatever. What you're talking about? <laughs> Give a fuck about this shit. Yes, girl. Get comfortable with saying no. Get comfortable with the possibility that you might hurt feelings or be misunderstood because it's a part of life and everybody will be okay. As long as you're not being unfair, irrational, evil, inconsiderate, which you are not. You're not. This is beyond reasonable. You working and going to school. She probably already know. That bitch about to go back to school. She about to tell me she's not doing this shit no more. She right. might have already thought She probably about was it. waiting for the yeah, moment where you're going to you hear to be like, like, girl, I'm too busy for this. I can't do this. Yeah. You can't even be, she can't even be mad at that. Right. So best of luck to you. I know it's hard. The first time I drew boundaries was the hardest time. Yeah. And every time after that, it gets easier. But just the thought of doing it can really shake you up yeah. if you never have before. Because you didn't want to let people down. Yeah. And I mean, that's, that's real. But you also have to take care yeah. of yourself. You are not <laughs> invulnerable. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like All right. Uh, that is going to wrap up the questions this week. Send yours to asktheread at gmail.com. We'll be right back. We are back. And it is now time for a segment of the show called... <laughs> The read. Yes, it is. And um, shout out to DoorDash for fixing their um, tipping scandal because they were certainly going to be my read this week. Mm, but, you know, they decided to come out and be like, oh, yeah, we're going to update that because that's really fucked up. So classic. Good job for you guys because mm, <gasps> I'm sorry, I'm interrupting. But the bitch who oh, I'm going I, there. the bitch I cussed out last week. Oh, the bitch I cussed out last week. Yes. The um, goodwill bitch. She got fired. Work. The very next day. Yes. Like the next day, somebody <laughs> tweeted me and was like, did you see this? Because she's gone. <laughs> I was like, are you kidding me? 
It was too bad. It was too, the fallout. No, that was, was it was wretched. terrible. That was wretched. all the fucking money that Goodwill gets, girl. So bye, bitch. Okay, so I was going to do this read anyway, but then I thought, let me just dip into the past the read inbox because I'm sure someone who um, is more closely involved in this story has something to say. Um, did you hear about this woman literally named Sarah that act like she created the bonnet? I knew one of us was going to talk about it. I mean, here I so, am. <laughs> so, I, you know, please just tell the people. I will start um, with this past the read. <laughs> And this comes from Janelle. She says, hey, Crystal and Confury. Sorry, this is a long one. And honestly, girl, if you looked at this inbox, you're fine. I'm I'm sure you all heard about Becky with the bad hair. Selling her her quote unquote innovation of a sleeping bonnet. Well, this read is for her and white women in general. Um, she also says, I'm not saying all white women or else I would be gasp racist, but let's say at least 53, 53% of white women need to sit the fuck down. You didn't. That's a low I was going to skip that a part. a real low right? estimate. Is it not bad enough that you imitate our lips, our hips, our butts, <laughs> our clothes, our hairstyles, or that you constantly steal our music, our dances, our slang, and our style? You even tan so you look like you have more color, but for some reason, if a black woman wears a certain outfit or looks and speaks a certain way, all of a sudden, we're ghetto. Now, this white woman is saying that she invented sleeping bonnets. Like, black women haven't been covering their hair for centuries. I'm beyond exhausted. She admits that she admits there were other products similar to hers on the market, but said, quote, none of them had a functional and fashionable solution for me. Synthetic fabrics that I felt did more damage or horrible colors that I felt silly going to sleep with, unquote. First of all, this is completely completely false. There are plenty of black-owned companies that do sell more fashionable bonnets, scarves, yeah. and wraps, and all in different colors. This is me, edit. From, <laughs> um, I have seen so many kinds of bonnets so and scarves. So colors, many. patterns, prints of all kinds, so that's complete bullshit. Anyway, back to what Janelle got to say. You either didn't bother to look, didn't want to give a black woman your money, or wanted to take money off some, wanted to make money off something you knowingly stole from black women. Also, bitch, isn't all silk organic? Unless uh, it specifically says synthetic silk, which means it's obviously not silk. Right. And it came from silkworms, which is organic. <laughs> I went to the website, and this chick has the nerve, nay, the audacity, to feature a black woman on the homepage like that makes it better. Oh, and name the black-colored version of her expensive-ass, mind you, they're $100. Yeah. Expensive-ass knockoff, the Cleopatra, which I didn't even know. Bitch, the disrespect. The worst part of all is that these knockoffs aren't even cute. I can find several different bonnets that are just as effective, more affordable, cuter, and I can support a black business at the same time. One last big fuck you to Ashley Joseph, the quote-unquote journalist, and fashionmagazine.com, such an original name, she puts in parentheses, (laughs) for publishing the atrocious article and for trying to backtrack the ignorance of the article after the fact. The article that named this lady the creator of this bullshit. Right. Any real journalist or editor who actually took their job seriously could have realized the uproar this would cause with a simple Google search. Then again, maybe that's why they published it you know why people love pissing us off in conclusion (laughs) white women stop stealing our shit you can imitate us all you want but you know in the back of your mind that you're just a cheap counterfeit you will never in your pasty existence have a natural swagger and beauty our natural swagger and beauty sincerely who you wish you could be p.s love the show it's extremely cathartic and needed wow so I just feel like, A, Mm. I've never worn a bonnet or scarf to sleep for obvious reasons. Mm -hmm. I felt as though a black woman should have first dibs on dragging (laughs) Sarah. So 
To that, I would like to say to Miss Sarah Moran Slindenberg, with your Halloween town looking ass. Are you <laughs> fucking serious, sis? Are you serious? Like you, you, the way that you worded your creation yeah. makes it ever clear yep. that you know these things have existed atop the heads of Nubian women yes. for. Ever and you try to dance around the shit and be like, oh well, the fibers and girl, the color and the style, as if these expensive ass bonnets don't look like a baby's fucking christening christening cat. You look like a toddler getting ready to be dipped <gasps> into like bows. They do. Oh wow! Don't you look like a christened baby? Yes, you about to have a baby about to have a face sprinkled at church. <laughs> Sunday in the name name of Jesus. You ought to be motherfucking ashamed of yourself talking about organic this and... Bitch, you can get all this at the fucking beauty supply. Trying to talk about doing things with it that when black women to this day do... Even yes. our own people judge them for it. God forbid you see a black girl hop out at a gas station oh, or any quick stop place with a bonnet on her head yep. just trying to buy some barbecue sunflower seeds <laughs> or the ranch and fill up her tank and oh my goodness, the ghetto and all of this other shit. Like, But now here comes this white bitch doing the same shit with this hideous wow. bow on top, charging motherfuckers $100 and on Forbes and shit as if she invented this fuckery. Talking about it also supports the regrowth of all the little baby hairs. I wish she would get off the Bitch, planet. please. Get the fuck out. She, I wish she would get off the planet. She even has an illustration for how to wear it. Bitch, how to put on a fucking bonnet? Are you kidding? Uh, step one. <laughs> step two. She literally has finished. drawings of like, hold up the straps, tie it to secure. Like, girl, no fucking duh. I feel like white women have also, not all of them, obviously, but a lot of white women used to wrap their hair, especially when they used to like get perms and stuff. They used to like put scarves and shit on their hair before. Right. But this is nothing, gra- like th- nothing about this That's is what I'm saying. Like, I feel like there had to have been many white women who looked at this and been like, bitch, are I, you out of your fucking mind? I'm my mama did it. this like when I was right. three. And like, I'm I wouldn't not- even fucking talking about I don't know why it's like oh no girl you could have just made your little ugly ass uh, bonnets or whatever and sold them to like all of the carpool moms and whatever gated communities that your demographic is for or whatever but to try and like take this (laughs) position as someone who has just innovated the landscape of hair and beauty it's disgusting and I don't know why y'all keep doing it and for the life of me it like I can't understand why it always seems to be specifically things that black people and or black women women get shitted on for not just things that are like cool and popular and cute that we do but it's like things that we are literally judged pigeonholed and like oppressed for doing having owning wearing or whatever but you over here talking about you've innovated and created stuff sarah sit the fuck down okay just because you don't know no niggas personally (laughs) well no she got a black friend who posts for these pictures on the website I wish I was shout out to the black friend. (laughs) She's selling $32 scrunchies too. Just because you don't know any niggas personally doesn't mean that you get to act like, oh, well, I just, I I had no idea. And oh, but that's not shut the fuck up. Shut the fuck up. Wow. It Black women be getting these damn bonnets for what? A strong three, four, five dollars maybe at the beauty salon? Maybe. Again, I don't know how much a bonnet costs. I mean. But not $98. Bitch, 
<laughs> the idea that one single bonnet would cost ninety eight dollars like that's a lifetime supply. Maybe if I bonnets for if I buy bonnets for everybody in Harlem, yes, ninety eight. Hello, but one fucking bonnet. I just spent uh, ninety eight dollars on bonnets for the block. <laughs> All of one thirty fifth has yep, that bonnet. Everybody, come don't through. even worry about it. Everybody on Linux, it's for you. For ninety eight dollars, I'm getting bonnets Sis. for me, my babies, and my grandbabies. Ain't got to worry about the hair. Do you hear me? But you out here trying to act like you invented some fucking shit, and then on top of that, you extra acting like you invented it because you know if you charge ninety eight dollars for a bonnet wow. and thirty seven dollars or however much you just said for a scrunchie, it's like oh my goodness, they're so expensive. They must be blah 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 blah. Okay. No, ma'am. All right, Mary J. <laughs> I mean, shout out to you for swindling all these white women because I know not nan woman of color spent money on this. I know that well as I know my name. But you may have managed Maybe to finesse. <laughs> okay, you're right. Let me go back. Not a single black woman who wants to be black spent $98 <laughs> on a fucking bonnet bitch that didn't happen and you right it's always like shit when we do it is ghetto ugly tacky trashy and then as soon as white people the kardashians whoever pick it up and start doing it now it's trendy it's innovative right all that bullshit and it's brave man and it's it's groundbreaking boxer braids (laughs) boxer remember that boxer braid bullshit i won't ever forget it I won't ever forget Girl, it. Girl, a $32 scrunchie, I... Uh, you what, should actually be ashamed of yourself. What rich dumbass is paying for this? You should actually be ashamed of yourself. <laughs> In real life. Uh, it's bad. It really, uh, and free shipping on any order over $150. The nerve of bitch. this witch. But, like, you can't even buy a bonnet and a scrunchie for $150. So... So you selling a hundred? You can't even buy a hundred dollar bonnet <laughs> and get free shipping. I can. Sarah, go to Hades. Yes, girl. This is just <laughs> tacky, wrong, and ugly. Of course, her name is Sarah. And white women gonna be out in they fucking bonnets, acting like it ain't nothing wrong. That's with what it. I say. If I see anybody, I mean, you know they're gonna do it. If I see any one of y'all. Okay, at Whole Foods or any the fuck where. <laughs> All right, with this baby christening bonnet on top of your head in public, like it's not a problem. Right. I'm cussing you out. I just, I'm, I'm really, I shouldn't be shocked that she managed to get away with this. Like a hundred dollar fucking bonnet. I shouldn't be shocked, but I am shocked that a white woman really like saw this through to completion. And like, of course the fuck she did because white people just found out that you have to wash your fucking legs, legs that, you know, many of us of us have had, you know, since the dawn. So now it's like, Oh, you put soap on those two. So of course (laughs) many of y'all are just realizing, Oh wait, maybe if I wrapped my hair up at night, I could take care of other parts of my body as well. She was like, oh, wow, my skin's breaking out. What's going on? And at no point did it occur to you that the oil's in your hair or whatever else, just the fact that maybe you have a dirty pillowcase or whatever. You just never thought that maybe you should pull your hair back from right. your face. You Wait thought- till Sarah finds out about the silk pillowcase. <laughs> oh, shit. Three fifty. I was going to say a smooth $300 for a silk pillowcase. $350. And don't let it be for an overstuffed pillowcase. 450 bitch. <laughs> 
Okay, there's the deluxe version that's $450. Uh-uh. The standard that's $350. Coming next this fall is, is the so... mini, no, which will be $275. Was that for your baby pillows? Y'all got me fucked up. This I'm so tired of this ridiculous. stupid bullshit. The nightcap. Shit that we have trip. been wearing all our lives. For generations ever. and generations. I can actually not even think of a woman in my family who has not worn a bonnet. As imagine. far back as I can remember. Not only um, imagine... <laughs> Paying a $100 for a bonnet. That is ugly. That is it's ugly. 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 <laughs> and then finding out you could have got 12 of them for the price that you spent on this one hideous bonnet. Ooh, not even. You probably, you probably could have got a good 45. Because <laughs> bonnets are not that fucking high, girl. <laughs> really, Two to five dollars, I would say, right. depending on how nice of a one you want. You know, you right. want one with a drawstring. You need an extra long one because sometimes you need one just for your braids yeah, or for your true. fake locks or whatever. And you can invest in a good bonnet. But a bonnet over ten dollars, I don't even think exists in the beauty supply store. Tammy Roman must be incensed. Gotta be. Okay. Just because didn't she already have this idea? <laughs> She t- made the effort to put little prints on them See? and little extra designs and little Tammy Roman faces. But you can't fool niggas. <laughs> Tammy Roman knew she was selling the designs and her fucking emojis on this shit. She knew black women could go around the corner and get a bonnet. That's it. Exactly. So she had to step it up Woo. to bring a little something extra this to the so bonnet ugly. game. While you just trying to bring these basic ass bonnets to the table and act like an innovator. I wish you would fall. <laughs> I wish you would just trip and scrape your knee. Uh, speaking of people I wish would fall, Frederica on Pose. Are you caught up on Pose? I missed the last episode. Yeah. So I ain't even going to tell there. you, but... I also wanted to very quickly mention that I just picked up my copy of Missy Elliott's Murder. <gasps> yes! It's out on newsstands. Great. I'm going to go get one. The Video Vanguard. And um, yeah. I just wanted to very quickly mention that while I was in the, uh, the Dwayne Reed downstairs... <laughs> um, the Dwayne Reed. <laughs> they should just call it that. He should invest. He should buy Dwayne Reed and no, just change it to Dwayne No, Reed. he should not. <laughs> it's like waiting. So I bought this uh, because obviously Missy Elliott is the greatest and she looks so regal on the cover of this magazine. And when I went up to the counter, young black girl sees the magazine and the other things I purchased. And she's like, oh, who is this? And she twirls it around. She sees and she's like, oh, that's Missy Elliott. I know her. Um, and I was like, I see where please, this is going. Please. And then, she, and she, mind you, she's not really speaking to me as much as she's speaking to her coworker right next to her. Okay. Who is an older woman who looked like she may have been Latina or something. And she's like, yeah, I know her. Uh, she's uh, work it. Work it. Right. Oh God. And the, the lady next to her who's a bit older again. is like, that is not the only song that she made. <laughs> And I was just like, oh, God, thank you. There's an angel in here, Jesus. Like, Because I, I just felt the steam. And she was like, yeah, I work it. And, you know, like, one, two step, one, two step. And the lady was like, that's not even her song. Let it end. <laughs> Let it end. Oh, but she's on the song. And then she goes, <sighs> then she goes, I didn't even know that was her. Does it look like her? I thought it was like K. Michelle or somebody. <gasps> My transaction was approved. Oh. 
at that moment. So I just picked up my things and I, I wanted to ask her if she would have liked to fight because I felt personally attacked yeah. in that moment. I felt as though... I'm going to have to ask if you want to go outside. She knew who I was and <laughs> made <laughs> an effort to personally attack me as well as Melissa. Honestly, she did. Just because of her own, I don't know, <sighs> evil, evilness, yeah. anger, Anima- the hatred, Ignorance. I don't know, ignorance. <laughs> so many things. Um, so I just wanted to send a special middle finger to that young lady for that. You know, I didn't the allow disrespect. you to trip me up because I know the devil is always out here. And I know that he is steady picking on those he knows he can really get to in ways he knows he can really get to them. I don't even know what the fuck is in Marie Claire. I think this is a beauty magazine or something <laughs> like that. I know that Missy Elliott is on the cover of it, and so I purchased it. Yes, and a black girl did the interview, I'm pretty sure. So, so you looked at this woman. I don't want to say her name. And said wrong. that this nigga. Let me tell you something. <laughs> the fact that you know K. Michelle, but you like fuzzy on Missy Elliott. I'm just. That, that's, that's one two step. I'm just really confused. Like, I hate y'all. It's disrespect. You mean, did you go to the one literally right down the street? Literally right down here. Okay. So then I saw that Latina lady earlier. She checked me out, but I didn't see a white woman. She wasn't up No, there. it was a black girl. Uh, wait, a black girl did that shit? Yeah. Oh, okay. I'm disgusted. I'm very upset. Oh, about it. wow. Okay, yeah. I said maybe she's quite a bit no, younger or whatever. <laughs> that's gross. And so I was like, you know what? She might just be a little bit no, younger. At least she got race. two songs. She got two songs. Mm-mm. Fine, I'll take it. But then she was like, oh, I thought that was K Michelle. Oh, so you want a box? Yeah. <laughs> I think she is. I think, honestly, I think she knows who you are and I think she's a K Michelle stand and she did that on purpose. Maybe. Because that's rude. But you know what? God don't like ugly. <laughs> he don't. He really something, fucking does Something it. not good is going to happen to that girl. And it just is <laughs> what it is. Nigga, Messy Miles posted on Instagram this picture. It was like a screenshot of K. Michelle talking about how much she loved Pose and she want to start a house because she's gay too and she's on Grinder and blah, and she would be a great mother or whatever. Oh my God. And Miles going to say... <laughs> Miles gonna say, girl. Miles gonna say, who wants to join the house of Yodelay? You? <laughs> no fucking body is who. No goddamn body, bitch. When I tell you that shit sent me. Anyways, oh yeah, Ashley Ford is the one who did that Missy interview in yeah. Marie Claire. So I have to make sure I go get that. She looks beautiful on the cover. She does. This is absolutely gorgeous hair and styling and all that, but. Honestly, that young woman came for you directly. Yeah, I, f- I feel like she meant to personally attack me. I was quite yeah. offended. Huh, well, since DoorDash decided to not piss me off this week, although I thought they would, I am just going to quickly say that I hate you niggas um, for this Ice Bay bullshit. Have you heard of this? Ice Bay? So when Mike Pence was touring one of them concentration camps they have <sighs> on the border... There was a photo that... Please was, don't tell me it's a person who works for ISIS, fine. Yes, it is a woman, light-skinned Latina, who is pretty. Nothing to write home about, but <sighs> she's pretty. I'll give her that. And when I tell you niggas started fully lusting after this girl to the point where she created a Twitter, she is like... I just found her. She's loving the... Fu- all you have to do is Google the hashtag Ice Bay and yeah. it will come up. She is loving all the fucking attention. Kiera Cervantes. Kiera Cervantes. She has almost 70,000 fucking followers. It's been like less than two weeks. And niggas are saying... When I tell you the most ignorant shit, like all, all of a sudden I feel undocumented or let tell ICE I need to be taken into custody or 
I wouldn't have no problem being locked up in a cage if she the one coming through with the meals and all this other Mind you, shit. let me find some more pictures because I, she's cute. She, but. She's cute. Like, and literally that's it. She's cute and that's it. It's nothing to be so excited about. It is nothing to um, to back up these 70,000 oh followers God. and fans she suddenly has. You could literally go to Dykeman and find like there are a million much girls, more beautiful girls way than prettier than that all over this fucking city. But like what I can't understand is how y'all can lust after a woman who is actively choosing every day to go be a guard at a concentration camp where they are doing all sorts of unspeakable, horrific things to men, women, and children in the custody of this country. <laughs> Let me stop talking about it. And that. Customs and Border Patrol came out and was like, yeah, she is a CBP officer and she can post whatever oh, she so wants to. Oh, so they're living too. They know, they know it and they love it. And she's come out talking about she loves her job and she loves it's defending and protecting her country. probably the most positive thing that anybody and has said about ICE. It is just... I... Like, I know niggas think what they dicks, and so they don't even care about the implications of this. But it's just really fucking ugly that y'all are uplifting somebody who does something so awful and lusting after her like like she has done something like decent or good. Like, she's an awful person. But you know what? At the same time, I just feel like there's we're also just... There's so many people that simply want to just say things that they know will draw. I mean, trolls. You know Niggas what I mean? Like making art of her, though. Look at her. Yeah, no, naked I see it. in an American flag. You know, I see with an I, eagle on her shoulder. I see an anime version of her. <laughs> I see like all kinds of of stuff of this girl, but. Wow. Yeah, I just feel like people like saying stuff that they know is like fucked up because they think that it's funny. It will get them attention. Wow. And there are no real consequences for this type of shit. Right. So, I don't know. I feel like that's another reason why it's I just, just don't ugly. be paying much attention to some of the shit that y'all niggas be saying, especially on Twitter. Because y'all love to just be intentionally horrible because you think that it's funny. And some like dark jokes are funny but come on y'all first no. of all ice secondly this girl ain't that cute she's not and in the background you can see people so many yes. hungry people in literal in cages. cages and you niggas are focused on this girl with a cute face and nothing else i just really i, know I mean the- you could literally go to like 165th and find girls. You ain't even got to go that far up. I mean. You really ain't. And find girls. As soon as you hit Washington Heights, it's over. Shitting on this girl. <laughs> like, shitting on Face her. and body. It just don't make no sense. Like, I know the bar is beneath the fucking earth's crust for these niggas. But this is a new low. I don't, I really don't understand how y'all care this little about what's going on in this country. It's tragic. And I honestly commend the people who are still out here. <sighs> Making an effort, you know, to try and get motherfuckers to think differently. I guess that we do a bit of that every week that we come in here. But I want to when I tell you my faith has dwindled almost almost into nothing these days. I'm doing the best I motherfucking can. But it's just been so clear. Like I thought to myself this week, how often we say and have said, Man, it's blank year. You know, like we have said, it's 2019. We say that every year. We do. And I've heard it. 
every year, damn near all of my life. And I was high as fuck the other night. Oh, Lord. I thought to myself, that is a clear indication of the cycle that we continuously go in as people on this planet of thinking the same bullshit, doing the same bullshit, and getting the same results, and then starting all over. Like, obviously, there have been things that have happened even within my life that are signs of, like... The ability to have hope about anything, mm-hmm. you know, whatever. Right. But there's just so much bullshit that is like dancing in flames around all of those moments that it's almost hard to just to think that people at some point might think differently or give a fuck about human beings or and or mind mm. their own goddamn business no. and just have respect for their fellow man. Oh. But it's like shit, I could scroll down something on on Twitter or on Instagram or whatever, just read a headline and tell you how the internet is going to react to it and yeah. when the internet is going to jump to some other shit and how they will react to that shit as well. And I don't know, sometimes it's hard not to get sucked into this like vortex of cynicism and hopelessness because people have just very yeah. clearly commit to being ignorant yes. and like forever with with this with this infinite access to information we're not even talking about the generation where our our parents lived in where you had to go to the fucking library right. or some shit if you wanted to learn something you can open <laughs> your phone and have all of the information Say right it. in front of you whether you want to or not and yet we are committed to being fucking stupid and ignorant about things even things that are destructive to us because we just want to get a whole bunch of hearts underneath the shit that we just posted or thumbs up or whatever. I was like, there's nothing wrong with poking fun or saying something a little fucked up or whatever (laughs) for a joke. Like, that's cool. But you really going to take this bitch who looks like any old body that is working at a concentration camp and and make her a viral sensation so she can get her life? That's what we're doing? Okay. Honestly, my spirit has been low anyway because it's all of that. It's all of this fuckery going on with the government watching white men do everything they can to keep this white man in office. That as well. It's just incredibly disheartening because it's so fucking obvious that the black president would have been impeached and removed from office for this. It would have been happened. And yet every possible legal avenue except impeachment, like everything is being done it's like now all of a sudden you following everything by the letter. Now all of a sudden there's exceptions for this and we can ignore court orders and we can blah, blah, blah. And we have to be patient and all oh, this other but, shit. It oh, wouldn't but. be none of that if Barack Hussein Obama had done this shit. They would have threw Obama's ass in a brazen bull and set that shit aflame. Robert tor- Mueller had to go in front of Congress and say the things he already said in his fucking report. Yep. Because Americans, I, I don't know, I guess the idea here is that we have to actually hear somebody say it because nobody wants to read the fucking words. But, like, nothing new was said today. And he said over and over, the president lied about this no obstruction, no collusion shit. We did not find that. He was not totally exonerated. Things that have been said. And yet still, it's like... Oh, well. uh, It's so frustrating. It's so frustrating. Yet Um, another black trans woman shot to death um, a few days ago, Denali Stuckey. And it's just like... After that episode of Pose where we lost Candy and then um, India Moore wrote this long, beautiful thread of all these black trans women who have been murdered this year and then seeing another name added to that list. It's like there are just so many things in this world 
that are getting me down and fucking with my mood in a huge way. Yeah. And I I don't know. Like, I'm really trying. John Lewis said, you know, don't lose yourself in hope and despair. You know, you got to keep the fight up and all this. And I'm really trying. But like, bitch, this is awful. I think that if anything, there is a solace for me in knowing that a bit of that fight is just ingrained into my spirit. Like, I don't think that I'm ever going to just fully surrender to fucking idiots. Right. But it is really hard to just like yeah. continuously every day make an effort to really like change the way that ignorant and destructive mindsets like destroy people literally every day even if that's just with my opinion or my or statements or hardcore facts that everybody has access to because it's very clear that people across colors really across gender and all of that stuff make an effort to not only not give a fuck but even joke about things like there's just been so many things it's all a joke to y'all there's so many things that we see that's really about like people's lives and or their livelihood that motherfuckers make a mockery of white people, black people, Republicans, Democrats, whatever. And it's just like, okay, a joke is a joke is a joke is a joke is a joke. I tell jokes. I get that. Do not get me fucked up. But like, when do we actually break down what's really going on and do some work? Because this is, I, I don't know. Some shit is just ridiculous. It is. And it's very exhausting to get up all of the time. I don't know how some of y'all really be arguing with these motherfuckers and shit like that on Twitter. I just be no, in my no, mentions. that I'm not going to do. Seeing what y'all are joking <laughs> about. Talk about a video Woo. game or some shit every now and then. And then I'm out. Because every single time I get on Twitter, I usually see y'all, especially in the summertime, arguing about gender stuff. Hot boy this and, and oh, hot God. girl I'm that so and the that city shit. boys and <laughs> women this and men that and whatever else and a lot of that shit is super irrelevant because it's just whatever fucking skewed idea you have of the opposite sex or the same sex going on in your mind and it really has nothing to do with anybody but you but I don't know. It's it's hard to look at that shit and just not instantly want to go to bed. Right. Exactly. And that is usually how it makes me feel. I haven't been able to watch cable news. You know, I used to be uh, obsessed and had it on 24-7. I can't do that no more um, just because it is really it's affecting me. Like in my downtime, in my yeah. time away from, you know, the Internet and TV and all that. It's like heavy on my heart. Just how awful this country is just how much bullshit this administration is getting Absolutely. away with. And it just is every time it's so disheartening, but I'm trying and I am, I'm trying to keep the faith and I will hopefully be doing better here soon. Um, and hopefully, you know, this president actually faces some fucking consequences, but I'm not holding my breath about it anymore. Yeah. I'm not, I'm not doing that shit. Either. I feel like y'all are just going to focus on trying to get him out in um, 2020 and y'all are ignoring the fact that, the election security is almost certainly going to be compromised and Russia has probably already started on fucking with our elections and all that. And even if Donald Trump does lose, he's probably not going to leave office peacefully. And he has all these dumbass redneck ass supporters with 50 ass guns each. And they're going to start a fucking civil war behind this month. Like I'm see, that's where my brain goes. And that's why I had to turn the fucking cable news off. But it's hard not to. It's hard, Right. It's hard not to because you see them blatantly yeah. like the, right in front of our fucking salads. They are doing this right in front of our fucking faces. That's why I've said and we have both said numerous times huh. on this show and off the show that it's like. I would much rather a racist, for instance, to just be like, I 
I'm racist. Yes. So, like, stand up and in I that love shit. Because then we can get to the fucking point. We can skip over all of the bullshit that y'all like to shadow around the issues all of the time and get to the real meat of the situation <laughs> and attack that. But y'all don't want to do that. Nope. And it's ever present in every single thing that you read all the time. Yep. Every time you watch the news, there's more of it. And it's damn near impossible to not just feel defeated. I can't tell you how many times I've watched news or read a headline and I am screaming at the walls or at length. Yep. Just like, God <laughs> damn, people are fucking stupid. Yes. And then I just get exhausted and want to go to bed because I have no hope right. for the planet. <laughs> See, and that doesn't get us anywhere. So At all. You can't stay tapped in and tuned in all the time. It's important to remain aware, but it's also important to take some time away from that shit and do real self-care. Ooh, hot Not yoga. manicures and bubble baths, even though those are great. <laughs> but like really sorting through your emotions, working through your shit, journaling and meditating. All that shit is important for yeah. relief the stress of living in this trash ass I mean you know or just eating you a bunch of carrot cake Oreos and saying fuck this well be careful (laughs) (laughs) you gotta be careful with them hoes because I definitely did eat half a pack in one day I'm try. I tried to tell y'all like (laughs) y'all wanted to judge me and then you tried them so there you go at first I was like oh you know they're a little sweet I'll just eat the cookie part I Mm -hmm. don't really need the cream part yeah that's what you thought. Bitch. I mean, and they lasted several days like that. But then the other day, it just all went to hell. Those s'mores we're hitting, too. <laughs> oh, my God. Chocolate peanut butter pie. Okay, so birthday cake, chocolate peanut butter pie, carrot cake, maybe top three for me. Okay. Oreo. That makes sense. Chocolate peanut, chocolate and peanut butter is an automatic win for me. Like, I love that combination so much. It is a winning team. I like peanut butter in anything. The world of Oreo. And so you add chocolate. Oh my God. Ooh, it's so fucking good. <laughs> I used to feel so bad for people with peanut allergies. I used to actually Nigga, go up to them and be like, I'm sorry for your loss. <laughs> so sorry. <laughs> because, bitch, how can you not have peanut butter and jelly sandwiches after school every day? That's how motherfuckers react when they find out I'm allergic to shellfish. Yeah, I still feel for you. Oh my <laughs> Oh my God. I am so like they put a hand on my shoulder. Like, yeah, I'm so, so growing up in my family, you just it would have been a lot of times where you just could not. Growing up in my family, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> go in there and cook some chicken because you know he can't. They make some curry shrimp and then they look at me like, oh, All right, damn. I mean, it's still some curry. I forgot <laughs> you're allergic to shit, Mama. I've been allergic to shit for 15 years. I'm your child. How do you forget every time? You forget every time. <laughs> Woo! Okay, I think that's going to wrap up this week's episode of The Read. Check us out on social media at This Is The Read. Our website is thisistheread.com. Don't forget to check out our sponsor, ThreadUp. ThreadUp is the world's largest online consignment and thrift store. They make it easy to stay on trend and on budget with up to 90% off top brands like Nike, Free People, and more, all from the comfort of your own home. Never pay full price again and shop guilt-free with ThreadUp and get an extra 30% off your first order at threadup.com slash read. Terms do apply. That is T-H-R-E-D up.com slash r-e-a-d for an extra 30% off today all right any news this week kid fury um i don't believe there is anything new to announce this particular week uh so yes okay that's that i will be um hosting a black lady sketch show screening in atlanta on friday fun I am very excited for y'all to see this show, even though I have literally nothing to do with it. I love it so much that I am excited for the rest of y'all to see it, especially this first episode. It's very good. uh, I will be there. I do not know how you can register or anything. I don't know if HBO is um, 
doing registrations or whatever. I just know that but I have to talk about it. Yeah. Yes. And I will be in Atlanta and I'm getting my wig on Thursday. Ew, 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 and you did say ew, something about getting I wig. I am and I cannot wait. I'm so excited. Um, And I will be hosting one in New York City as well on July 30th. So thank you, HBO, for the opportunity. I love working with y'all. You know how it when is. When do they premiere again? Um, August 2nd is right. when a Black Lady Sketch Show premieres and I will be having watch parties at my house. You know how I am. It's very good. So yeah, if you, um, I don't know if you can come through, but if you can, I hope to see you there. All right. Um, what is, do we have anything else? An acronym or your words of advice? <laughs> Niggas tagged me in so many French fry arguments this week. Yeah. <laughs> I had no idea y'all would take that. <laughs> the way you did. <laughs> they really went in. Like, we weren't that serious. So, I mean, like, we are joking with each other, but... I, I can't like... <laughs> even think of the last time I asked for fries when I was <laughs> Maybe college. Like, right. Usually fries are just fine. So. Yeah, like, I don't... <laughs> <laughs> I was just, you know, the old Wendy's employee in me felt a way about that. <laughs> Comedy. Um, I hate you. Um, no real life hack or advice. I could get specific, but then mess. I will just say. Okay. Um, mm, you know what? Classic life hack. That has been passed down generation after generation. <clears throat> Some people say sweep around your front porch yes. before you try to sweep around mine. Mm-hmm. Some people say mind the plank in your eye. Mm-hmm. Um, but ultimately what we're saying is mind your own motherfucking business. Yeah. Um, if you are not losing sleep, if you're not losing money, if you're not looking dick or losing dis losing dick or puss. <laughs> Over the situation. Right. If you're going to probably go to sleep just fine otherwise. Yeah. You can just go to bed. (laughs) (laughs) Everything doesn't need a commentary. We don't need to know about all your preferences or opinions. Okay. Sometimes you can just go right on down to like Office Max, get you a composition book and write all your thoughts right in there. Yes. Go off, Moesha. Hell, if you end up being special to somebody someday, maybe it'll be worth something when you're dust. You could do your Taylor Swift shit and write a bunch of songs about your feelings or whatever the fuck else. But your unpopular opinion doesn't need to be shared with the world all of the time. Sometimes it could just be your unpopular opinion. (laughs) Just you and your brain. (laughs) Good luck getting that to catch on. Your cat. Oh, quick uh, PSA and tell a friend. Uh, We are going to be late next week. We're going to be coming in um, a little bit late. The girls have things to do. But you'll get your episode next week, Friday. That is right. Next week, Friday. That is August. (laughs) Nope. Nope. That is... Oh, wait, it is Friday. Right. Okay, that's August 2nd. Okay. Oh, that's the same day as the Black Lady Sketch Show. Perfect. So we will be back with an episode on August 2nd, the same day as Black Lady Sketch Show, right here for you. Tell someone, I know y'all gonna forget, (laughs) or whatever, and be mad at us. Next week, Friday, is the new episode of The Read. I'm going on vacation. I need a vacation. Okay? (laughs) So the end... All who don't like it, go suck out your blood clot, mother. Bye, y'all.